boom, I think we are live after one week away. What is going on, everybody? This is Randall Thor 19 the man with the million, one member of the Xbox 2 podcast, and with me, as always, the one and only Jez Corden, the Minecraft Dungeon... Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a good adjective to describe you. The, the best live. Minecraft dungeon player you'll ever see. Editor <laughs> of Windows Central. Uh, what's going on, buddy? Oh, man. It's been a very tiring week. But I had a nap specifically for this podcast. So I wouldn't be tired. Otherwise, I'd be slurring my speech and falling asleep on the mic right now. It's been that kind of week, man. But how have you been? How have you been doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. We got a lot of news to talk about. Today was pretty exciting seems that the uh, video game industry is starting to like get to the point where like we're going to reveal some games and stuff uh which just reminded me I'm looking at my screen now and I forgot to actually show off the gameplay of the game I captured footage for uh but yeah man there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about and uh, I just want to apologize for not doing the show last week I uh was not feeling good uh you couldn't get a hold of me uh, like I had a, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, horrible headache. So I just kind of slept the whole day last Friday and, uh, I apologize. I know we, we try to do the show every single week and I just was not in a frame of mind and not like, I wouldn't have been like energetic enough. I wouldn't have given my all because of like, I just couldn't think properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We forgive you. It's okay. But we're back. Hopefully, uh, everybody is, you know, doing well. Uh, we appreciate everyone being here. UK Daz, Dr. Vortex, Salty, Emperor Zurge, Ryan, uh, Gunstar. Uh, by the way, got to give a shout out to UK Daz. Uh, he's uh, slowly recovering from a medical problem. So I hope everything, uh, I hope you're doing good, Daz. I hope, uh, hope you're getting strong, getting back into it, man. Uh, um, I, I saw that when you posted that stuff and, uh, that, that really, that, that, that worried me, dude. Like I was, I was worried. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing better. Obi-Wan, what's going on? It's a giraffe. Hey, what's, how's everybody doing? JD Gamer, he says, let's get this out of the way. Is Sony buying Sega? I'm, well, we'll talk about the Sega thing. Jess, did you, did you see the Sega news? That whole Sega stuff? I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything Sega related. Um, I've so I've got some DMs, man. I I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm totally out of the loop. Totally. This week for me, is, I'm I'm totally out of the loop. This week for me has been all about Minecraft Dungeons, covering every aspect of the game, and you know we had a whole team covering it, and I haven't been looking at any news. So you're gonna have to inform me this week, right? Yeah, there's a. We'll talk about it eventually, but just to give a hint of the Sega stuff. Some writer from Famitsu's teasing a huge, like, world-exclusive article for next week that, that's a revolution, and that's on par with the Wired reveal of the PlayStation 5 of last year. And it's got the rumor yeah. mills churning. Could it be Xbox mm. buying Sega? Could it be Sony buying Sega? Uh, Could it be Sega making a console again Could based be- on the profits from the Sonic movie? Yeah, whole bunch of whole bunch of uh whole bunch of stuff, but um interesting. Yeah, so uh, while we're uh you know we're starting up the show, we're gonna be talking about the games we played. Uh, could you do us a favor? Make sure you hit the like button and uh, hit that little share button too, because YouTube does a horrible job notifying people, you know, when the podcast is actually live. 
Uh, me and Jez would uh, both really appreciate that. Um, we're going to talk, obviously, about Minecraft Dungeons because Jez is, as I mentioned, the greatest Minecraft Dungeons player in the world. I am. I, right. I wouldn't be surprised if I actually was right now. Yeah. But um, only because I think I've played it more than anyone else in the world right now. So, uh, before we talk about Minecraft Dungeons, because I played it as well, have you? do you want to talk about any other game that you played before we talk about Minecraft Dungeons? I haven't played anything. You else. haven't played anything? Oh, that's, weren't you on a vacation or something like that? Uh, oh, man, I can't even remember. Dude, time has just become an abstract concept to me. I don't even know what's going on anymore. But um but I pretty much played nothing else. Like we got the we got the Minecraft dungeon codes in last week. And then I was like, oh my god, there's quite a lot to this. We need to have a team covering it. And then, you know, it was just like a huge document with all the stuff we wanted to cover and cataloging every scrap of information, data mining the files for all the information as well. It's been crazy. So if I have played anything else, I can't really remember it. The I was playing Smite a little bit, but I think maybe we talked about that already. I mean, did you talk- you did talk about Smite, and you you were loving Smite for a, a long time there. You thought it was really uh, really fun, and I I have put about a hundred hours into Smite years ago. I think yeah. the game's pretty cool. Um, yeah, was- I've been playing Smite a bit. I I quite like it. Um, but honestly, other than that, it's just been all Minecraft Dungeons, man. Yeah, I haven't touched anything else. Uh, we got a question from Johnny Pattons. He says, not real happy that the Xbox July event is going to give PS5 a whole month of attention and hype. Does Microsoft attempt to undercut it with a surprise? Um, well, I mean, there's there's supposed to be a June event. Uh, obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, as we go. Um, you know, I will say, because I was talking with my friends last night about this, uh, Jez, uh, a couple of my friends are happy that Xbox technically is going last because normally xbox goes first sunday yeah comes it gives around. um gives them a chance to change tag doesn't it yeah, usually yeah. they don't have a chance and you know like we'll talk about uh, you know the playstation event and what we expect to see there and all that stuff but like sony obviously has taken the feedback of not only from their own mark cerny presentation that people hated but also what people really didn't like about Inside Xbox to try to build a better show based on the feedback that you know everybody gave after watching the no gameplay of Series X uh, May and you know what I mean. So like, yeah. and considering it's not like a day later or two days later, you can actually kind of change maybe a few things. Maybe you can't make a demo if you weren't planning on it, but you can definitely potentially move some things around. Or market a little bit different. So, and I already see like the jabs are already going in. Xbox yesterday uh, talking about no boost clocks and no down clocking, direct shots at the PlayStation Five. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Then you know Sony today being like, it's time to get you know PlayStation users excited for games only on PlayStation Five, which is a direct shot at Xbox because their first party doesn't have. You know, it's like it's like man, the gloves are off. These two companies more- are. Aaron Greenberg just tweeted something, and it's just like, "Yo, we are here." <laughs> like the the the, the console war between in quotes the two companies is like it's going off. You know, Sony's now Sony did the two state of plays. They they talked about their two games that got left, and it's like, all right, now we're talking about the PS5 and we're coming out swinging. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun, uh, and I can't wait to see how it all goes down. Right? <laughs> yep. It's gonna be. An interesting year. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Regulator in the chat says, "Did you see Sony CEO's Jim Ryan's response on PlayStation backwards compatibility? Great show, guys. Thanks." Um, I don't, I didn't think I saw his response on the PlayStation's back compat. Um, maybe somebody else in the chat will let us know. And DJ DJ Hero says, "Series X, the only X in the, my life that matters." Yes, mine too. <laughs> if only every X was as good as Xbox Series X. But so back to the games. Um, so you didn't play anything else besides Minecraft Dungeons. Okay, so I'll talk about what I played, right? Because I also played Minecraft Dungeons, but I played a couple other games. Obviously, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, Warzone Jazz, uh, I know, I, I know, um, yeah. But it is getting to the point, though, I will say, that it's starting to wear, wear thin for me. Oh really? Um, yeah. So like, I'm I'm approaching about <laughs> how many hours you going that now? Twenty thousand hours. About tw- about two hundred hours, give or take. You know, mm-hmm. twenty for whatever long it took me to beat the campaign twice. And um, the last few times we played, it just hasn't been fun. And that's kind of how I eventually got off PUBG and Apex Legends. Like I played Apex ah. Legends for a hundred hours, and we got off PUBG because it just w- wasn't fun anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. We kind of mm-hmm. felt like that the last couple times we got on Call of Duty Warzone. And I'm hoping, because they announced that Season 4 starts on June 3rd, I believe. I'm hoping they change things up. I'm hoping they do a Fortnite-like event and, and change the map somehow to make it a little bit more fresh or something. Because if nothing changes and they get back on that game and it's just not fun, uh, I'm probably going to stop playing Call of Duty Warzone, which is unfortunate because I think it's I think it's a fantastic game. You got fairly lot out of it, isn't it? Just free to play as yeah, well. It's I haven't spent any money. It's free to play. You know, it's got the whole battle pass and all the cosmetic stuffs, but I don't care about that. So basically, it's a free game that I've spent no money on. I've gotten close to two hundred hours worth out of it. So, um, yeah, but it's just like I, you know, I was talking to my my buddy Gopher, and he kind of feels the same way. And he he plays as much as me. They did add duos. Uh, recently, which is something we've been asking for, uh, so so maybe that will be uh, a little little fun there. But yeah, so hopefully the June third thing changes uh, the map a little bit. Um, obviously, Apex Legends have duos. Apex Legends does not have duos, or sometimes when it has duos, um, they it's, it's like, like a, an it's event. like a limited time event. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. It's all, but I don't. I, don't, weird. I think they've done do. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like Apex Legends is basically built around like three players, but mm. the other game I played quite a bit of. I think I have around maybe twenty hours into, and it's obviously the game that I'm showcasing during the stream on uh, on the screen is uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Oh snap! Yeah. yeah, I love Deep Rock Galactic, but I haven't like I haven't got anyone to play with. And it's kind of lame with randoms, I think. But I really do like it. What do you think of it? Dude, it's great. Deep Rock Galactic is, is fantastic. It's a lot of fun. I liked it back when um when we when it played it in twenty eighteen in the game preview. And yeah. it recently came out of game preview at one point launch. And it's a lot of fun, man. Uh, I've been playing it in four player co op with my crew, my Warzone crew. And uh it's it's addicting. It, it, the the whole mining aspect, like all the dungeons or all the levels are procedurally generated. And there's usually like an objective, like, oh, you need to mine uh, this much more kite, which is a mineral, or you need to go collect some eggs. And then while you're doing that stuff in these, I'm going to like, 
really beautiful looking caves the way the lighting is with your flares because it's all dark uh yeah, the each level doesn't really each level good. even though it's procedurally generated like they all feel unique and then you have the the little like spider things that attack you so you got the combat and sometimes they come in waves and each each dwarf you play as is a little bit different than the other like i was playing as the gunner so i had the machine gun who'd you play as I always play as the drill guy with the big drills because mm. I hate I hate digging. So I was like, well, I'll play the guy with the drills who can just basically swim through the rocks because the drills are so powerful. So mm. I always play the drill dude, and um, I like I like the class based the class based structure in that game. It like adds some uh, interest to it, but it, it's kind of an it's kind of lame when everyone's the same class though. Well, yeah, because like, so like, you're the gunner, and my ability was like, I had the big chain gun, so I would stand firm at the front. I could throw down a shield generator. But the big thing was like, you had a uh, zip line, so you can get across the big gaps and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. areas. There's like a scout. He could, grab, he, he could run really fast. He has a flare gun, which lights up the areas, and he can, uh, he can grapple to different spots. Uh, the engineer can build turrets, and he can actually build things on the wall for you to stand on. And Jez's driller guy just drills through holes, drills through dirt really fast. And has a flamethrower. And he has a flamethrower. But it's a lot of fun. I, I surprisingly we kept on playing it. Um I don't know how much more I'll I'll keep on playing it, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, twenty hours in, I, I think I'm at the point where like I can unlock some of the secondary weapons and stuff. And yeah. I did see that they have like raids. Like I've raids now. Jesus. Yeah, they have like I, uh, I forget what they're called, but the game's pretty cool. Uh, I recommend it. It's just, I think it's like thirty dollars. If you got a crew, uh, definitely pick up this co-op game because it's 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 an absolute blast. But yeah. enough of that. Minecraft Dungeons time, Jazz. Here you go. So, Indeed. did you know that if you go to Metacritic, you're the highest review for Minecraft Dungeons? I did. And I'm not surprised mm. about that, so, because uh, uh, there was something there was something weird about the review program for this game, and um, unfortunately, I had a very different perspective on it than a lot of other reviewers. Mm. So, like, the review program for this game was only two days long, and I think, like, given its length and the amount of lead time people had, a lot of them just got to the got to the last boss and thought okay, that's it. That's the whole game. And they thought, well, I've got a day to review it now, so I'm just get the review out and have done with it. And then you had like lots of YouTubers saying the game only has nine levels because they'd rushed through it and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. However, on Windows Central, because I, cause it's, a, you know, it's a Microsoft game and it's our job to cover Microsoft games, um, we went a little bit deeper on it because the beta actually just let you carry on leveling even though there was only like three or four levels available in the beta um we ended up like with characters that were like level 30 or higher because we were grinding it for guides right and grinding it for information but those beta characters for whatever reason carried over to our review copies Mm. so i was like oh well in that case i'm gonna skip the levels i've already done and go straight into the end game so I, when I finished my review, I was a lot further in than I think a lot of reviews were. And I just like, I was already on like adventure and then apocalypse difficulty where the game gets like way more interesting. You start getting weapons that have three enchantment slots. You start getting like some of the more powerful uniques. You start getting like 
some of the more powerful uh, spells like the Torment Quiver, which is only available in Apocalypse Difficulty. So, like, I had a kind of different perspective on it than a lot of other reviewers did. And, um, you know, we ended up enjoying it more than some of the other reviewers, I guess, because of that. But it is what it is, you know. That is Simpl- like I had like I had like loads of fanboys who were like, "Oh, look, Windows Central giving <laughs> giving it another high rating again." But like the vast majority of our reviews of Xbox games are completely in line and average with the rest the general consensus, right? I saw people. Re- I, I saw people bring up your Sea of Thieves tweet from 2018 on this one. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's just ridiculous. I had someone on on YouTube saying like, "How much did Mojang pay you for this? Pay you for this review? A review which had like eight thousand views on YouTube? Yeah, I'm sure they paid loads for this review. Yeah, I'm but sure um, <laughs> you know, I can't I can't fake enjoying a game, you know. And like, if you want to see how, how many hours I put into it now, I'm I'm at like I'm at like fifty hours now. And we've written all the guides, and I don't have to keep playing it, you know. And I'm still really enjoying it. I just like action RPGs. I like Minecraft. I like Minecraft Dungeons. It's it's really that simple. But right. Oh, well, I think my review was the best one of the lot, because I was the only one that actually did get to the end game. So, yeah, my review was the best one. I'm sorry, Skillop and all the rest of them. Skillop, but, Skillop did another review. He did, he did a second one, by the way. Oh, he did? Yeah. What did he say in that he, one? He unlisted his first one. You'd have to go and watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. He unlisted oh, his first one. He says he still doesn't like the game, but uh, he... Uh, he well... You have, to, you have to go watch it. But either way... I gotta it's give funny, a sh- though, because like, a lot of the things... Because um, I like Skillop's content a lot, but a lot of the things he complained about were sort of like... They're fixed by gear. And it's it's kind of like... That's how action RPGs work. It's like... He was saying that the dodge roll is slow, but there's there's an item. If you want to have a fast dodge roll, there's an item for that, and it's and I even in my review, I was complaining about not getting enough souls for the magic mechanic, but if you want more souls, there's an item for that. And it's just how these games work. They're all, you know, based around the uniques you get, the rare the rare items that drop that completely change the playstyle and the flow of the combat and stuff like that. And I think because I was coming in from like 700 hours with Monster Hunter, which is a very gear-based progression system as well, it kind of clocked, it kind of clicked with me a bit more than maybe it did some some people who were just sort of coming in with maybe casual Diablo experience. But I love it, and yeah, it's bare bones, but it's such a strong starting point for a game that could easily grow. Like Path of Exile is a similar action RPG, and that's like that's coming up to 10 years old now. And it's such a bigger, more complicated game than it was when it launched. So I'm pretty like excited about the future of it, to be honest. Yeah, and uh gotta give a shout out to Ralph Wiggum who says, just dropping by to say you guys make my week. Can't wait to hear after work. Well, that's awesome. Nice. The fact that we make some good week jazz makes me uh makes me pretty happy. And uh we got one here from Faisal007. He says, Hello guys, great show again. I am predicting that Sony's event will be a similar event to Inside Xbox. With some announcements of known sequels, and it will be a huge dis- disappointment. Your thoughts? Uh, oh, man, we are going to be going in-depth on the talk about that, yeah. PS5 event in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so I beat Minecraft Dungeons last night. Um, I would say maybe it took us five hours. I played in four-player co-op with my crew. Shout-out to Gopher, Magic, and Sam. Um, we also... You know how, like, on the, the, the each difficulty you can 
modify the like how difficult it is within the difficulty like mm-hmm. the modifiers so we basically played it on the hardest difficulty within the default setting so it probably took us a little bit more time i think we probably played it for six hours uh and we we searched every nook and cranny to try to find everything and i thought the game was fun but i don't really disagree with the reviews so much so like i said after finishing it after my first playthrough that I probably would give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Like, it just does enough, and it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a fun game, but like, I don't think it's like a great game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, now, granted, I haven't played on the next difficulty setting where apparently it gets a little bit harder, and there's more, there's like cooler stuff or more difficult enemies. Um, but I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was fine. I, I, I do think like, they're, they're missing an opportunity here to give it a much bigger scope, like with more levels and stuff like that, and a, more investment. Because, like, the, even in the early previews I did last year, they were like, oh, we're a small team with 20 people, blah, 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 blah. It's like, why do I keep hearing from Microsoft that they're only putting small teams on things? Like, why don't you put big teams on things? Why don't you, like, add more employees and make more levels? Like, if Minecraft Dungeons launched with, like, twice the levels, I think, like, some of the complaints would have gone away. It doesn't bother me so much because, as I say, it's more about the loot. And if you if you like that gameplay loop of, you know, grinding and getting armor and stuff like that and, you know, getting the best gear, then it's not so bad. And as some, as, again, as someone who plays Monster Hunter, I'm very familiar with that gameplay loop of just sort of killing the same monsters over and over and over and over to farm their part, their body parts for loot and stuff. Because that's, that's how it works in Monster Hunter, right? It's all like gear-based grinding the monsters in the same familiar areas and stuff like that. But again, that's like a photorealistic game. And it has, a you know, not a deep story, but it has a story. And it has way more features and, you know, management stuff and all this extra stuff that Minecraft Dungeons doesn't have. So it's not like a completely fair comparison at all. I'm not suggesting that. But um, I do think they maybe leaned too much into the idea that people would want to grind the same levels over and over again. Yeah, that's, Not that's many people like that gameplay loop. It's and... like if if you want to continue to get stuff out of it, you basically have to replay the campaign levels again. Yeah. Which I'm not like I like Diablo, but I'm not one, like usually for me Diablo or even any of these other kind of games like I play through once and that's it. Whereas like I know Diablo has rifts and different things that you can kind of do that aren't the campaign levels. And it's just a curious decision to me that was like, okay, we're done with the default difficulty. Now we're going to do it again, uh, play through the same levels, but just with different enemies. Oh, and then do it again. Um, well, that's, that's the, that's the other thing that was unclear. And another thing that kind of bugs me about the game is that some levels are randomly generated, but others aren't. It's like, hmm. there is a level in the game called the, the creepy crypt right which is a secret level that level is almost completely randomly generated it's every huge. time you go in there that yeah it's huge. huge yeah it is huge and every time you go in there the layout will be different and like but it's the only level that really does that like all the other levels maybe they've got something slightly random off the main path of the level and like if you go there you might find something different and unique and stuff like that but it's only the creepy crypt which matches diablo's rift system in terms of its randomness like if you go into a diablo rift it's it's completely randomly generated from a set of like tiles like the, the tile system where like it'll have different set tiles and then 
the the system will match them all together and you'll get like a unique dungeon for that rift and then you go through the rift and you fight a boss and then you get like a key for a greater rift which is even more complicated and more challenging and it has even better rewards and that is the end game of diablo and then there's leaderboards for people doing it really fast and there's like there's even esports and, and live streams about who can do these rifts the fastest and stuff like that you know and um but Minecraft Dungeons doesn't really have anything like that. And it really, I think it really did need to lean on its procedural generation because that's what Minecraft is known for. It's known for infinite random procedural generation. And the fact that they didn't lean into that more, yeah, it's really annoying. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, it's $20. Well, yeah, that's what Super so Panda I, says in the chat, isn't it? Only $20. And yeah, it is. It's only yeah. 20 bucks. It's $20. Um, and if this was like if this was an indie game it'd be like people wouldn't be so harsh on it i don't think because it's kind of like wow this is like a 20 dollar imagine just imagine this was an indie game people would be like oh wow this is a 20 dollar indie game and look what look what it's trying to do and stuff like that and look how the, good the combat feels and how good the, the music is and all that sort of stuff but because it's microsoft i think i think it's fair to expect more of them and it's kind of like well Someone at Microsoft should have identified early on that this was this this game has huge potential. Let's put some more resources into it. Let's put some more people could, into it. Could it be a Sea of Thieves thing though, where like a year from now, two years from now, like so much is added to Minecraft Dungeons that it's a completely different type well, of game from what it is today? Or no? Well, yeah, for sure. I think like well, first of all, they've already they confirmed today the first DLC with three new levels is coming in July. Um, with new mobs, new uniques, and stuff like that. Um, but what the game really needs is new systems. It needs like a rift system. It needs more randomness. It needs more procedurally generated stuff to keep to give you a reason to keep trying new builds and trying out your gear and stuff like that. Um, but they also said in that same announcement that um, they're going to add content for free that everyone will get, which is kind of like what they're doing Sea of Thieves to keep that going. So... I do think that, like, in a year from now, the game will be very different. But, again, it's almost kind of like, well, are we in early access again for one of Microsoft's games? You know, because, like, you could argue that Sea of Thieves, was, when it launched, was effectively an early access game in all but name. Yeah. And now we've got Minecraft Dungeons, which is effectively an early access game in all but name. I mean, I, I, I like, I like Minecraft Dungeons. I just, I think they could have done a little bit more with it. Um... I, I do find like some people that say like, oh well what are you expecting for twenty dollars? It's like well I got Ori for twenty bucks and Ori is a masterpiece. And like Path of Exile's free and is a lot deeper and some would say a lot better. It also has ten you know, years development behind I'm just it. I'm just saying Candy's like just because twenty dollars there's you know, games that are free and stuff it's like um I think they could I think it's something to build on. It was funny that there was no destruction in the game. Like, there was barrels all around, but you couldn't destroy them. Oh, yeah. Or, I've seen people complain about that. Like, like I kind of feel I like... I didn't notice like, until people started saying about that it. That would have been, like, a cooler thing to do. But, I mean, I enjoyed my first playthrough. It just was, like, you know, I, I would, like I said, give it a 7.5. I'm probably going to play through it again. You know, we're not going to, like, rush through it. But it's like, hey, everybody's on. Let's run through some, you know, some, some, some levels again or whatever but um you've got it the, the fun of these kind of games comes from like getting the uniques and then making a build out of it yeah you know oh, there, and, there is one thing i wanted um, to point out and it was the review pro program that you talked about right because 
as someone who reviews games myself, and like I don't do that as much as I used to, but um, I do think giving review, like I do think it's difficult to give reviewers the game and then say, by the way, embargoes in two days, right? Yeah. Especially I mean, for a game I... that, by all accounts, gets better on the next difficulty and maybe even better on the third difficulty. But so, and I, I know you people say, well, like you could just do review in progress and sure. Some people can do that. The bigger websites that essentially can. Uh, but it's just like, I feel like you, there should at least, you should at least be able to get like five days a week, you know, preferably even more. So someone could essentially play through the game multiple times and actually craft a really good in-depth review instead of having to be like, I need to knock this. I got two days. I have a day. I have a day and a half. I need to knock through, get through this as much fast as I can. And I need to hit that embargo date, you know? And, and I would imagine most people probably just blasted through that first playthrough that five hours and was like, okay, this is the game I finished. I rolled credits. Here's my review. And well, well one thing that like, because of, because of that. Yeah. I agree with you on that front. And Microsoft is generally pretty good about that. But I think like I think coronavirus might have had yeah. an impact here because they already they already delayed the game once. The game launched without Xbox and PC crossplay, which by the way, you can access with a glitch, <laughs> which is really funny. Um the game is unfinished, even in its current state. They basically polished what was there and then just been like, well, we'll get crossplay and the other stuff later. And like it's funny because like half the API is there because like you when you uh, go on Xbox Live and you look at your, your time played, it's your it's it combines your PC and your Xbox time played because it should be an Xbox Play Anywhere game, but it's not an Xbox Play Anywhere on the back end for some reason. And also the crossplay system doesn't work even though you can glitch into it with uh, by abusing the skins. I don't know if you saw this, yeah, like um. Yeah, so it's it's weird that it launched in this sort of weird state, but they said like all that stuff's been fixed, and this is a game they're selling at retail with Amazon and stuff like that. And when you start lining up those dates and putting those putting those uh, deadlines in place with retailers and stuff, it it becomes like increasingly difficult to add further delays to the into the um into the mix. So I'm guessing they thought, well, we need to wait until the games and at least uh, polished relatively polished state before we start the review program and i guess they just waited until the very very last minute which was a bit late and i do think it hurt hurt the game's review scores i think it I came in a bit I hot i mean the pc version had that weird issue with saying that oh you don't own the game or they they you know what I'm, you know what yeah I mean? and then like See, the whole like if you un- use the uninstaller it might just wipe everything on your hard drive on your PC. Oh my god, yeah. Like those are those are weird bugs to have. So I almost feel like the game came in pretty hot, just like Ori. Like Ori? Remember like Ori came in super hot. I don't know if you saw that, but they I think they released their third patch like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they improved like the HDR, which now looks amazing. Uh they improved like the dynamic resolution so the frame rate stays steady all the time. Like it almost yeah. feels like that Ori should have launched like two weeks ago instead of when it did like that, like that game barely made it out when it did. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, what everybody else thinks about Minecraft dungeons. Let us know what you think in the comments. 
Uh, are you enjoying it? Uh, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people that, that really are enjoying it. Like, I was talking to Gaming Forte last night, and he was loving playing it with his, uh, you know, his kids and stuff. I, I, I played a little bit with Cold Eastwood. We were having a good time. I played with my buddies. It was a good time. But it's just, it's one of those games where, like, I played through it once. It was fun, and I'm probably, you know, never going to play it again, you know, and... Maybe I should to, to see what the other difficulty is like, but it's just like, eh. It, it kind of did feel like Baby's first, R, you know, action RPG, though, Jazz. Uh, it really that's, did. That's, that's one thing that really bugged me in a lot of the reviews. Like, they opened it with, this is Baby's first action RPG. But then, like, they completely missed some of the, the nuance in the gearing system. And they're like, oh, this doesn't work, or I can't dodge roll properly. And it's like, well, in... Maybe this really is your first RPG if you don't know that this is how these games work, you know. Yeah. And like, and I even saw some uh, some reviews that led with this is Baby's first JRPG, and then complained it was too hard later mm. on in the review. And it's like, well, come on, you know. Yeah. So I think that the art style of Minecraft sort of betrays the complexity of the game and it's nowhere it isn't as complicated as, as games like diablo 3 or especially path of exile like path of exile is path of exile's gearing is crazily complicated and their their sphere grid sort of passive skill tree and stuff like that and um you know and then diablo with its greater rifts and all the passives you get in that game and the uniques and but both of these games have like literally like between them combined like decades worth of development behind them so i'm hopeful that diablo um minecraft dungeons can get up to that level eventually as well yeah i just uh you know i'm sure it will too because i reckon that the game based on the the amount of traffic we've been getting on it i'm gonna estimate that it's sold pretty well i mean it is on every platform it's on xbox it's on playstation it's on switch it's on pc Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I saw PewDiePie was doing a you know stream of it, and Jacksepticeye, and it was doing pretty well on Twitch. I would, I mean, Minecraft's huge. Uh, yeah. The game, the game's probably going to do you know exceptionally well. But uh, moving on from that, got to give a shout out to Gunstar. He says, "Rand, should Halo Infinite dump the Spartan abilities, run scope, etc.?" I say no. Man, this is like the internal debate between like <laughs> all the all Halo fans who want it to remain as it was. And the ones that want it to evolve. And I don't really... Uh, I wouldn't want to be in 343's shoes to make those decisions. Because you can go back and you can play the earlier Halo games. And they do feel a tad bit dated. Especially compared well, to shooters of now. Like, you know, can't like, they just do like a classic playlist? If they, they, if they, wanna... they do. They do a classic playlist in Halo 5. But there's this discussion. Some people want run in the game, but some people don't want scope or some people want scope, but not run. Some people don't want any of that. Some people just want it to be halo. And there's always the feedback of people who don't like halo. Like, well, I want to be able to run and do these things that I can do in call of duty. But then the hardcore halo mm. players don't like that. It's almost like the same stuff with gears. Like the people that want gears to evolve, who don't like the multiplayer, like we want, mm. we want the gears multiplayer to evolve, but then there's that very hardcore small gears multiplayer community who don't want gears to change whatsoever, you know. And it's interesting kind of discussion. Like, well, what do you do? Do you cater to them? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what they're gonna do for Infinite. Um, I mean, maybe they keep running, but they remove scoping, or you know, like something along those lines. I, I. 
I personally didn't have a problem with the sprint in the multiplayer because I thought it was balanced correctly. Like you couldn't regain your shields while you were sprinting. Um, so I don't have a problem with the run scoping. Yeah, they could probably get away with, but I mean, down scoping is like a integral part to most shooters these days. So I guess it all depends on how it's done, but yeah. So, um, there are a couple games that came out recently that I kind of want to play before, uh, the bigger games start coming out like man eater. Like my buddy played that and he oh. thought it was really good. I did uh, play man. Oh, you played that, is a game. Oh. that is a game. That is another game. What, that I played. What'd you think of it? I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> you didn't like being a shark eating people. Well, I like the, co- I love the concept, but there are some serious issues with that game on console. Like there's no, because you're swimming around, right. In, in, especially at the start of the game, you swim, you're swimming around in murky swampy water. There's no, there's no sense of depth. There's no depth perception. So it's hard to aim the shark. Right. And then the lock on system is really bad. Because you constantly lose your target, and the camera controls are awful, like the worst camera controls I've ever seen in the game, in a long time at least. And um, my very, very initial experience kind of put me off it. Um, I'm going to give it another try because, conversely, some of my colleagues love it and think it's game of the year so far. So you know, it's, maybe I'm just being like a, a noob or something and need to figure out a better way of playing it. But as of this very second i didn't have a super great time with it to be honest fair enough fair enough my one buddy played it and uh he really liked it but i got <laughs> beaner 8127 wants me to read this jazz poo poo pee pee doo doo but i just wanted huh. to hear ran read that love the show can't wait to listen tomorrow at work well you got me nice. to say it um i also <laughs> bought the the saints road the third remaster uh because i heard it was actually like a really really proper remaster like actual oh, no. work be putting into it, unlike the Mafia Two remaster, which I guess was uh, pretty bad. Like, it, oh, was it bad? Those I was... remember the screenshots being amazing. Though. Well, no, that was the Mafia remake, not Mafia Two. Oh, yeah, the Mafia remake oh. looks really good. So, moving on from the games, we're gonna get into the topics. We got a whole bunch of stuff here to talk about: Xbox June event, the back and past stuff Xbox talked about, the PS Five event. Which is gonna, I can probably tell, is gonna be a, a very hot topic. Uh, Amazon basically had a huge bomb on their hands. Is cloud streaming done for good, Jez? Doesn't seem like Amazon or Google are getting off to a good start. Did they overestimate how hard it is to get into gaming? I think maybe they did. Uh, Sega, who's buying Sega? Sony play is is Microsoft? Is Nintendo? Is Sega buying PlayStation? Is Sega buying Xbox? What are all these rumors? <laughs> What are all these rumors? And oh, you know what? Uh, let's start. Let's start with the Sega news because I, th- I, I kind of find this a little bit fascinating. Um, the Sega news. So okay, let me let me try to find this for you because I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read this guy's quote to you, and you can tell me what you think uh, oh. of it. Let me see if I can find it. Son of a bitch, where is it? I had it here, and I don't know what it where it is. Um, hmm. Professional podcasting. I know, professional podcast. Hold on one second here. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's let's actually talk about something else. Why I could find this. So let's talk about the... 
<laughs> Let's talk about In Exile, since they're your favorite studio and how they've confirmed that they're working on Unreal Engine 5 for the next project, Jazz. Hmm. Well, In Exile are like, you know, they're known for Wasteland series, obviously. They also have like Bard's Tale, which is a cult. Let's call it a cult. A cult hit RPG. It's not exactly the most polished or amazing game series in the world, but it does have its fans and it's got like this sort of old school dungeon crawler feel to it. I like what they try and do with that game, but the but I tried playing Bard's Tower 4 and it was just it was just too rough, too rough for me. Um, you know. So there is obviously huge potential there because the thing that never sucks about in exile is their storytelling like wasteland 2 had like maybe some rough rough engine rough inventory rough combat in some areas but the storytelling was amazing and funny and, and all that sort of stuff so to shore up some of their weaknesses they've been hiring some pretty pretty major talent over the last few months and years uh since joining microsoft i don't have names to the top of my head but they've been they've been poaching people from all over like some of the major AAA studios and stuff like that um and that sort of thing the fact that they're working with unreal engine 5 doesn't necessarily mean they're suddenly gonna make a banger though mm. because remember when like when bioware switched from their internal engine to unreal engine the ue3 for um mass effect yeah it was a great game no doubt about it but the game was rough it was a rough game i don't care what anyone says like i love mass effect one it's a masterpiece but that engine is rough like go and pl- go and play that game in 20 2020 i forgot what year it was then i was like i was gonna say 2019 i don't even know what year it is but that game is rough man i don't care what anyone says like you play that game now it is rough and then if you go to like Mass Effect 2, when they get a bit more expertise and a bit more experience with the engine, like it's it's such a massive improvement. It's kind of like State of Decay 2. It was their first experience working with Unreal. And you can kind of tell because State of Decay 2 is rough. That game is rough. So um, I don't think working with Unreal necessarily means they're going to suddenly make an amazing, well, perfect game. I mean, duh. I mean, just because you're working with an engine doesn't mean the game you're making is going to be actually good. Yeah. Um, but but it, it was more like it was more like a lot of people thought the Unreal Engine 5 thing was exclusive to PlayStation when a lot of Xbox studios use it. There are rumors, pretty credible one from my understanding, that... Uh, you know, in Exile's next game, the one that they're working on is a super high production AAA, like sci-fi RPG, essentially. Hmm. Uh, so we'll have to. Obviously, I don't think that's you're not going to see that game anytime soon. No. Um, but you have always told me that this was your favorite studio or one of your favorite studios. Yeah, and that, I mean, I. I've got, it's part of its nostalgia, you know. Right, I love right, Brian Fargo. Right. I love in, uh, you know, I love um, interplay, old school stuff. You know, I love what, the Wasteland IP. I love the old school Fallout games. So part of it's like you know, nostalgia and a huge respect for what Brian Fargo does and the world building skills of an Exile are pretty up there for me. Um, but like I say, they kind of have. They kind of have something to prove when it comes to production values. Like, I've played Wasteland 3 quite a bit. And it, Wasteland 3 is a massive step up from Wasteland 2. But it's still, like, 
it still looks a little bit weird in places and stuff like that. Like you can still tell it comes from a, a crowdfunding place, you know. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So if the game after Wasteland Three is going to be this big step up, then I'm intrigued to see what they can do with Microsoft's money. Basically, I just hope that Microsoft actually gives them the time to make something that's big and has depth and all that sort of stuff. Because historically. Microsoft doesn't really go in for these giant RPG style games, you know. True. I mean, I, the the reason I even bring it up is because In Exile was a studio that I have question marks about, just like Compulsion and even to a certain degree on Dead Labs, where like I get all the other studios because they have a track record, they have a proven history, et cetera, et cetera. I looked at In Exile and I'm like, mm, I don't really see it. Just like I kind of looked at Compulsion, I'm like, eh, not really seeing it. So if that studio can actually produce something good or great, then it'd be like, hey, you made you made the right choice. So I, I'm very interested in seeing what an exile uh, can produce uh, with Unreal Engine Five, and you know, I think part of it is um, people ask for RPGs. They people do. literally were begging Microsoft for RPGs for like ages, and yeah. like, what do you do if if you? you can either build an RPG studio and try to build an IP from the ground up, or you can, you know, buy some studios. And they bought, like, Obsidian and Exile, which are, like, two of the best world-building studios out there, you know. And, like, Obsidian too, like, they made great games, and The Outer Worlds was really great, but you can still tell there's sort of, like, there's still some rough edges, I kind of feel, with, like, The Outer Worlds. And, um, bit, yeah, there's there's little rough edges that I think can be ironed out given time, you know. And the Pillars of Eternity as well, you know, rough edges. And I'm not a huge fan of that engine they use for that either. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's they got Microsoft's money now, and they got they got a lot of stuff to prove, you know. Yeah. And people have these, like it goes it goes with Minecraft Dungeons too. Like people have these expectations of Microsoft. And it's kind of like Microsoft's this massive company. Why are they making like indie games? Basically, a lot of people ask that. I see that on my timeline all the time. Like I saw it in the chat earlier, where before we started, someone was like, "Microsoft only makes indie games or childish indie-looking games." Mm. And um, you know, obviously that's not true because we've got stuff like you know Forza and Halo and Gears and stuff like that, which are more impressive in scope and production values-wise. But there is something to be said about the the volume of games that sort of erred on either smaller experiences or were sort of more oriented around online interaction as almost as a game mechanic, you know. So I don't know. Um, we just have to wait and see because, like you said, it's going to be a long time before we see that game. Yeah. A very long time. And i uh, got to give a shout out to Adam. He says, I have a feeling Tencent is buying Sega, sadly. I think Sega wanted more money and even said they wanted to expand just beyond exclusives. Uh, True I Woody think says, that guy might be right. <laughs> <laughs> True Woody says, Xbox can't buy Sega for legal reasons in Japan. And, That's uh, not true. JD Gamer says, seeing it's scheduled at virtually the same time as the Sony event leads me to believe this is industry-shaking news has something to do with Sony. That is true. There, that that info is supposed to come out on the fourth, which is the same day as the PlayStation stuff. And uh, JD oh Gamer, my god, what? How about this? How about this? How about th- 
Well, read that super chat first. He says, isn't the, new Xbox, X, isn't the new Xbox Game Studios new model a need to produce a game every 24 to 36 months so most studios have multiple teams so they have consistent games for Game Pass? I mean, a lot of the studios do have multiple teams. Um, and obviously... I don't know if there's... Um... I don't know if there's a hard mandate in place. No, there's for not. That. There's not. A, there's not a hard mandate. It's, at least from my understanding, like a lot of them have different teams, but I mean they're not going to release games if they're not ready. Um, but I mean they they want to release a big AAA game every quarter is their stated goal or their goal they want to move towards. So. Um, the Sega thing, Jez, because I, I think this is interesting because uh, some of this could just be hype for his own article, but the words he used are really weird. Okay. So I found, I found the article and he says, um, he says, first off, it, it's not about the Dreamcast 2 because he, he kind of clarified and it oh, is about Sega, right? But he says, so my column the next week's issue of Famitsu is crazy. I got a huge scoop. It's a world premiere article and it's an exclusive world exclusive world premiere exclusive exclusive. gameplay uh it may not be nikki or weekly bunshin which i don't know what those are those must be like high profile japanese uh like magazines or whatever but if you want to know if it's a scoop that big it totally is it's a scoop from a game company that everyone loves which is sega it's an insane scoop Last year, Wired got the exclusive story on PlayStation 5, right? Other media didn't. It's that level of a scoop. I interviewed a certain company's executive and technical staff. It's really revolutionary. Really, it's a revolution. And he goes on to say, it'll be in Famitsu next Thursday. I already sent in my manuscript, so the proofs are being made now. It's a scoop on a level that when the story comes out, other media will make a fuss to the company like, why didn't you let us cover it? Maybe people will say who was the first to break that story. It was Zenshi Nishiwaga, whatever you spell, say this guy's name, right? It's a scoop as major as the PlayStation 5 scoop. I just wanted to say that in advance. So, after hearing this guy hype it up, Jez, what <laughs> could it be? The thing is, if you hype something up like that and it doesn't deliver, then it, it can be really damaging to your career. <laughs> So, um, as I know, so um, uh, I would hope that he's not overhyping something. But I, I, I was going to say, Rand, before you kind of put the put poured cold water over, it, I was going to say, ten cents buying Sega, they're going to make the Dreamcast two together. Mm. But I guess that's not the case. Um, I have no idea, man. I, I haven't heard anything at my end about Sega and people who I speak to who are industry you know insiders or whatever they haven't heard anything specific to this so i have literally no idea what it possibly could be i think i feel like if it was microsoft buying sega i kind of feel like i would know Mm, Um, i feel like you would already know but you didn't know about some of the studios that microsoft bought like you didn't know about ninja theory you didn't know about you know some of it leaked but some of them didn't you don't think they could have kept them buying sega under the wraps if no Maybe, maybe they, maybe they did, but I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like somewhere, someone we speak to would have known, and they would have told us about it. I feel like some, maybe not. Maybe like these things are even easier to keep secret. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The fact that he's calls it a revolution. He's talking to technical guys. 
which implies it's something hardware related or maybe some cloud streaming service like uh, comparing it to the first scoop about the PlayStation 5 like those are those are big things granted it could just be him hyping his article and then everybody reads it and it's like nothing really important whatsoever and everyone's like what the hell I mean there is there there was some smoke about a Sega Xbox partnership Suddenly, you know, Phil goes to Japan, comes back, and PS, you know, Fantasy Star 2's on Xbox and now on Windows 10 when it never came before. The Yakuza games are on Game Pass. It definitely seems Maybe like... Maybe all... I don't know. Like, the, the amount of hype he's talking about doesn't seem to match anything that it could realistically be that we would consider to be a big deal. Well then, like, but then you also got to look like, like who cares? It is know. about to be announced potentially right around the PlayStation event, you know. Like, yeah, but like some people would say that means that it must be PlayStation related, but that could also mean that someone wants to take the shine off PlayStation's event as well. I guess that's possible. I just, I just find it funny, like the idea of Microsoft acquiring Sega would leak in a Famitsu interview. You know what I mean? Well, that's how that you start be... trying to break the Japanese market. You got to make waves like that, you know. Yeah, and Sega Sega would be a big one, but I don't know the way it's read. It's like I interviewed an executive and a technical staff. It means to me like hardware related, or maybe some like oh, Sega's doing some cloud streaming thing, maybe or something. Maybe, maybe. The, the, when they when they release the Xbox Series X in Japan, they're gonna brand it as the Dreamcast the Two, Xbox brand Dreamcast, it. or the the, the <laughs> Sega. Yeah, the yeah, that that'd be interesting. <laughs> and it'd be like like Sega's. That's how that's how they sell the Xbox in Japan. Is make like a Sega box, and then yeah, I don't know. It comes bundled with like every every one of their games. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, shout out to the Darge Knight. The fire rises, brother. He says. So if say Sony announces some form of free back compat for PS5, Sony fans will be annoyed, right? Who wants to play old games, right? Hashtag stay salt free. Um. So I mean, obviously, this is about the back compat stuff. I mean, the, Sony's already announced the back compat for PlayStation Four. Um, but I, (laughs) who wants to play old games is an interesting thing because it's not so much that I'm going to buy the series X to play the older games that I do have, but it is reassuring to know that all my purchases will be there if I want them to be, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things with back and Pat where it's like, it's a feature you'd what's the what's the saying like it's a feature that uh you ah, man I, I there's a really cool saying that goes along with this and I, I i can't like work it out in my head but it's like you know something that you, you'd rather need and not have or have and not need you know what i'm saying like oh, God, well, how's, know, it, how's it go um i don't know i don't know what you're talking about but i, I know you mean you know, you know like, what i'm talking about <laughs> it's just like one of those things that's nice to have and it's about your investments right like i remember when i got my xbox one originally before they added backwards compatibility to it i was like oh well i've got to keep all my 360 games and like even now at home at my parents place before i moved out like all my 360 games are still there because it's like i thought well i need to keep those and then my, my xbox 360 is in the drawer because it's like well i need to keep that 
But now it's kind of like, well, I can switch. I can just take my entire library with me. And it's just sort of comforting to know. And even though, yeah, maybe I won't go back and maybe I won't play Wasteland 2 again, or maybe I won't go back and play like, I don't know, whatever else game is on that old system. But Microsoft has this sort of unique position in the sense that they like preserving software. The fact that I can run a Microsoft DOS game from the 80s on Windows 10 without any sort of problem is kind of like, it, it's kind of where they come from, right? Mm-hmm. So I think like, and, it, and this argument that PlayStation fans don't care about it is um, it's kind of funny to me because like I saw a poll from IGN IGN's readers, which I think is a pretty good slice of the sort of general gaming, engaged gaming audience, right? They're the biggest site and they have the biggest audience. So, and it was like the number one thing people were interested in hearing about with regards to the PlayStation 5 was backwards compatibility with like 40% of the vote, which kind of says to me that people do care about their investments tra- transferring over. And, you know, um, of course, but the thing is that that won't, are. yeah. But that's not going to sell Xboxes though, because people are on PlayStation already. They don't have any investments on Xbox to need to transfer. So it's like it's a nice thing for Xbox fans who are already in the ecosystem, sure. But if you're a PlayStation fan, it's not like switching to Xbox is suddenly going to get you all those games. Yeah. So, and and Judah had something to say about the Sega thing. He says, "How would buying Sega be revolutionary?" Probably just wireless VR crap. And that's the other thing. It's like, how is an acquisition revolutionary? But no, I mean, so like we're going to talk about the Xbox Series X back and pat stuff. Like they came out on Thursday yesterday and they announced more details about the back and pat situation. Basically, almost their goal is to have every Xbox One game that's that you can play right now on Xbox One available at launch on the Xbox Series X, excluding some games that won't be there because of tech issues or licenses, and that includes the 360 games and the OG Xbox games. But, like, the bigger announcement was that basically HDR, like, they'll, because of what they're doing with, like, machine learning and what the Coalition did with Gears 5 um, and, uh, like, Halo 5 and stuff, like, essentially... uh, a lot of the older games will actually get HDR support... And it's a platform-level feature that Microsoft is doing, and no work by the developers is required, and it doesn't take up any resources. So that's pretty crazy that a game essentially, you know, from 10 years ago when there was no such thing as, you know, high dynamic range will suddenly now potentially feature high dynamic range. Uh, Because HDR, when done properly, is freaking amazing. Like, Sea of Thieves, say what you will about Sea of Thieves, but that game looks stunning on an OLED with HDR. Like, Doom Eternal looks ridiculous in HDR. Like, if you do HDR properly, it looks so freaking good. So, if you can kind of do some of that stuff uh, for almost all the games or, uh, you know, a a large selection of stuff, that's amazing. And I, I love the idea... And even though, even though, like, I'm not that big on back and pat because, like, I played a lot of the 360 games. I don't really own any of my physical 360 games anymore. Like, I did have some, like, digital arcade stuff. And I played almost everything I wanted. So I'm not really interested in going back. But there is a sense of 
satisfaction and comfort knowing that when I buy an Xbox Series X, everything I bought is there if I want to play it. And and it's better and and it's more than that knowing that it's not just enough that the games are there, but they're actually enhanced because the games yeah. will essentially be resolution bumped up to 4K if it's possible. Uh, the frame rate will be smoothed out. So if it was like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a game that could barely hit 30 frames at times or could barely hit 40 frames when you ran in performance mode, that game's probably going to be smooth sailing. There's tons of games like that where you can talk about how frame rate was an issue that'll probably solve by that. And you're like, wow, not only am I getting back and pat, not only all my purchases being honored that I spent, but the games are now running better and looking better than ever before. And I think that's amazing. And I went, um, me and my brother were, because uh, I don't, I don't know why, but recently me and my brother just decided to go back through the Gears of War games, and we play like Gears of War Ultimate Edition, which um never got bumped up to 4K on the Xbox. It never got 4K enhancements on the Xbox um One X. Xbox One X, but Gears of War 2 did get the the sort of special Xbox One X enhanced treatment, and it looks really good. Um, so, like, some some textures, just the resolution isn't there for some textures, but, like, the character models look great, and it's smoother and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, it was, just, it was just cool to see it enhanced and upscaled in a way that I hadn't seen it before. It gave it, like, a new lease on life, almost. Yeah. So... I think like some games, it's like you say, some games that struggle on current gen systems will be more, I don't know, vibrant on the Xbox Series X. And it's just kind of a nice to have sort of thing. And I think the most important thing here is the fact that it's all sort of software based and it's not really something that developers are going to have to invest their time in time and effort into make happen it's just going to work yeah which is ultimately what you want out of this sort of thing because it's it's like it's not something that i don't think necessarily it's going to sell systems to anyone on the other side quote unquote because like i say people haven't made those investments but for xbox fans it's a really really nice thing to have and i'm glad it's there and i almost take it for granted now i take things like cloud saves for granted too like when when i play like minecraft dungeons and I tried to play because I started reviewing it on PC and I was like, I'm going to switch to Xbox because my room's getting really warm at the moment. Um, and my Xbox just runs cooler than my laptop does for whatever reason. But then I had to start over if I wanted to play it on my PC because cloud saves aren't in the game yet. And I was like, oh my God, I really take that for granted. Like I just expect cloud saves to be there for every Microsoft game. And now that it's not there, I'm annoyed about it. So, well, so if. Back and Pat wasn't there. I'd be annoyed about it. Yeah, and w- they also mentioned like the ability to double frame rates from thirty to sixty and sixty to one hundred and twenty in certain games. If you know it, it's allowed that, um, I do. F- I do feel it's funny that this also started basically a uh, <laughs> a back and forth between Xbox and PlayStation. Like the tweet that Microsoft sent out yesterday and that article were clear shots at the PlayStation Five. They they specifically mentioned no boost mode and no downclocking, which is you know PS4 Pro boost mode and the downclocking on the console, which is how you know PlayStation is gonna hit 
basically do the the back and pat right like it's it's like every game will take full advantage of series x not just some of them right like it's clear clear shot at sony and then today sony's taking shots at xbox it's like man it's begun like it's taking a little bit of time to get here and and part of me thinks the reason xbox even did this is because i think they have a feeling they know what sony's back and pat's going to be like you know, because, like, there was the whole thing with Cerny about, like, uh, you know, he said, all oh, the 100 games, and then, like, Sony had to later come out and say, no, like, it'll be, like, 4,000, right? But in their PR release, they didn't say launch. So there's the thought that while I fully believe eventually the PlayStation will be back and pat with, like, the PS5 will be back and pat with virtually almost all the PlayStation 4 games... I would not be shocked to see at launch of the PlayStation Five the the back and pat w- is going to be a you know a set amount of games like a very small set amount of games, and Xbox is going to focus on their back and pat as a defining feature because and as we're going to talk about with this PS Five event and everything that Jim Ryan was saying today like marketing one hundred and one or you know PR like you know like market your strengths and downplay your weaknesses right and microsoft used their backwards compatibility program and everything that goes on with that as one of their core strengths and clearly i don't think sony necessarily views it as strongly so to me it makes sense why microsoft is going to go that avenue just like it makes total sense while playstation is going off the avenue of like leave the generation behind you know like we need to put out games that PlayStation 5 fans will be excited for. Like, we believe in generations. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because that's Sony's strength, and that's how they're going to market their console versus how Xbox is doing it. It's like... What what bugs me about this whole thing is, like, when fanboys advocate for something that hurts them, it's like, like, oh, yeah, it's good that Sony's ditching back and pat. I don't don't want my games on the next-gen system. It's like... Why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you want them? You know, I I don't I don't get that. Like, why would you so blindly follow the marketing stuff to the point where you're acting like it's a good thing that like you're lo- you're missing a feature? Yeah. You should want back. You should want backwards compatibility if it's there. I mean, if Sony if Sony can if Sony can like if Sony was transparent and just said, look, we, we never architected we never built the PlayStation 4 architecture or the PlayStation 5 architecture in such a way that would let us scale games in the same way that Microsoft did with the Windows kernel. Um, you know, and because of that, we can't get all the backwards compatible games there. And we're gonna do our best to try and bring some thousands of games later on over the coming years or whatever. You know, that'd be one thing. But the fact that they're trying to spin it as a positive and people are buying it. That's kind. Of, that's that's just funny to me. Man. All right, so we got uh, super chat from Gunstar who says Sega Cloud streaming. So that's what he thinks. JD Gamer says uh, Persona, Yakuza, Sonic, Fantasy Star for current IPs. Knights, Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, Outrun, House of Dead, or Classic Sega is an IP rich. They do have a lot of uh, IP. And um, let's see, we got uh, one from. Uh, Squirrely Dan, listening in the packs uh, in the past, Apex has permanent duos. Thank you for the correction. And P Diddy says, "What would really impress the masses in July? 
The show would have each studio head talk about their future plans like Ninja Theory uh, diary videos do or did. That that was a very... Uh, I, I agree, like, Ninja Theory's uh, video about what they're all working on was, was very well done. And it gave a sense of, like, this is what you can expect from Ninja Theory in the, you know, uh, the, uh, the future... I'm not sure that would necessarily work for the other studios or maybe the other studios don't want to do anything like that. Maybe like Ninja Theory wanted to do that. But um, I think like kind of a more open approach is obviously best. Um, Christopher Hart says PlayStation 5 is 4,000 back compats. Yeah, it probably will. But uh, get back to me at launch, Christopher Hart, because I don't think it will have 4,000 at launch. Maybe you need to go back and read that uh, PR piece they put out where they didn't say anything about launch. Anyways. Um, Jez, the uh, Xbox June event. Have you heard anything about it? I haven't heard anything about it. Um, only what's out there that it might be hardware focused or something. Yeah, I haven't so really been looking into it. Jeff Grubb says it's uh, focused on hardware, Xbox Series X. Uh, maybe a deeper dive into some of the things. Um, and then, of course, that always brings up uh, Lockhart. What's going on with Lockhart, Jez? Where is this console? You know, people people got that its existence. What, what, I don't know. What's happening? Where is it at? I don't know. Are, are you lying? Did you make this up? You made up Xbox yeah, Lockhart, did, didn't you? I did. I did. I made it up for clicks. You got me, man. You got me. You got me, pal. I made it up for clicks. Oh, me and Brad Sams made it up for clicks. And it's and weird. Android Sphere. And we all, all of us made it up for clicks simultaneously at the same time. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, like I said, I said before on the podcast, I've spoken to, to developers who are building games for it. So if this thing is cancelled or doesn't exist, somebody's wasting their time right now. A lot of people are wasting their time right now. Um, but we also said before on, I believe, last week's show that the narrative of Lockhart is the price. You don't come out and announce a console that's less powerful without being able to announce the price because the whole point of it is the price. So I don't think we'll see it until they've locked the prices down. But maybe they could announce the price at the June show. Do you really think that... Because I don't expect Sony to announce the price at their June show at all. Well, what if, if Microsoft thinks they know the price of the PlayStation 5, that might be a time when they announce the price of the Xbox. Mm. But I don't know how Microsoft could possibly know that. I mean, they, they know things about the PlayStation 5 from pe- developers who probably and stuff like that. But um, I don't know how they know the price of the console. But that ultimately is the whole point of Lockhart, is to undercut the PlayStation 5, isn't it? Let's be honest with ourselves. Yes. So um, until they know how much of an undercut it is and whether, how to position it, I don't think we'll know for sure about when that's going to be released. But I could be totally wrong. And Microsoft just might be like, you know what, screw it. We need to get this out there. We need to. We need developers to know that they, they need to target it or they can target it or whatever. Um, because it's getting a, bit, getting a bit close to launch to not talk about a whole console, isn't it? And also these things will be going into production now and the things will start leaking, no doubt, from factories and stuff like that. Um. So, well, Guns Gunstar wants to know if there's is the, if there's much enthusiasm for Lockhart amongst the devs you talk to who are working on it. Um, 
there's no negativity about it. You gotta remember when it comes to like Xbox development, it's it's just a case of like tweaking a few numbers in a kung fu file and then testing it out. I mean, yeah, maybe like some smaller devs won't wanna optimize for multiple endpoints, but at the end of the day, if Microsoft can prove that it leads to a bigger install base and it's worth it in the long run, then I don't think they'll be annoyed about it. There's this ho- like there's this whole myth about Xbox that Lockhart will hold get hold games back and all that sort of stuff. That's not how modern game development works. It just isn't, you know. Like it's it's like saying like a, a GTX 1060 holds back PC games on the high end. But and, Sony yeah. Sony's good, doing a good job of, of of essentially implying that's the case though. Yeah, they are. But that's which that's is good marketing. Good, which is a good marketing angle to take. Because, like is. I said, play to your strengths, downplay your weaknesses. And Sony's strengths, at least as they see it, is they're going to have exclusives. So they play that up and then say, our games aren't being held back. And it works. People eat that up. So yeah, it, Sony, play, Sony plays day. And they, they're good at it. And um, people lap it up. People are out there believing Unreal Engine 5 is platform exclusive, you know. And... um and uh epic wouldn't even talk to us about the xbox version of it um so you know god knows what's going on there but it is what it is you know so the june event jeff grubb says like you know the the, that's hardware related and stuff do you think it's important because do you think it's an inside xbox event i guess that's the thing like if it is, should does that mean we shouldn't expect much from it? Or do you think Xbox is going to do things differently? Or what do you think they've taken away from the feedback from the May thing? Well, this is this is the funny thing, right? We always talk about how, like, inside Xbox now has become a brand that is associated with disappointment. Mm, it's like, when, when, if, if they announce that this is an inside Xbox instantly, lots of us are going to be like, oh, great. It's going to be another one of those shows again. And you know, it's just it's just the reality of it. Like most inside Xboxes have been disappointing or had mismanaged expectations, and Microsoft, that's just the reality of it. If Microsoft doesn't want to accept that reality, then that's on them. But it's the reality of it that inside Xbox is has become associated with disappointment. Um, I can't remember ever being particularly excited about an inside Xbox show. Um, I can't remember there being any particularly super groundbreaking announcements from inside Xbox, but they can turn that around by actually having an inside Xbox that is good, you know. <laughs> so um, it depends ultimately on what format they're going to take. I'm not a massive fan of the inside Xbox format. I think like some of the idea Xbox showcases were done way better. Just let the devs talk, let the gameplay do the talking. There's no need for all this, like, hello, fellow kids, meme stuff and influencers and, and weird stuff going off. I don't care about any of that stuff. Most gamers don't care about any of that stuff. I don't know why companies... Like, it's not just Microsoft that does this either. It's like loads of companies seem to do this sort of out-of-touch sort of stuff. Um, but it is what it is. Like, hopefully Microsoft can, like, read the room and maybe improve things, but they'll be under the pressure because, like I said I said on Twitter earlier, when Sony announces an event, people get hyped 
because they generally deliver pretty well. You know, like they're not the best at presenting hardware, maybe sometimes. Like I remember the PlayStation reveal, like that weird slid out of the, the th- slid out of like some sort of shelf thing, and hmm. I don't know. Like they they're not the best at presenting hardware, but Microsoft has like the Surface team to lean on for some of that stuff, which uh, for some reason Microsoft does that really well. But then when it comes to the games, they're not they're not as good as Sony's presenting the game. So, um, and that's ultimately the thing that matters. Like ultimately, you you don't care about the box sitting under your TV. You care about what it does and how it plays and what games are running on it. And yeah. um, Microsoft hasn't been great at presenting that in in you know in ages past. Do you remember that whole Gears Gears presentation from E3 last year? Was it last year? No, uh, with, yeah. the, with the whole underground segment. With, with, and... Yeah, with, with the they they give you that trailer with Kate, and then you go underneath the stage. That was like, that was awful. Yeah, I hated that. So it was bad. like, hey, come down to Mixer to check out the Escape gameplay with these WWE wrestlers. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that well. I hate um, that. Hey, that's so bad. Shout out to Victor Allison who says Sega handheld. Sega won't tout a buyout. I mean, there's always possibility Sega gets back in the handheld business. That, that... game, the Game Gear, the Game Gear. Did you have a Game Gear? I, did I had not, a Game. I, I did not have a Game Gear. And uh, I had a Game Gear. Fazel 7 not... He says, since ponies are listening to this podcast, why did the tweet of Xbox account, "Hey, your mic is muted," generated more likes and interaction than PlayStation's Last of Us Two tweets? Damage is done. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about or what tweet you're talking about. Well, I <laughs> I could weigh in on this, being a social media manager myself. Oh, okay. Uh, but like, um, play, Xbox tweeted, "Hey, your mic is muted." Just a single line, and the reason that did well is because it resonates with everybody. Mm. Like, if you're a PC gamer, if you're a PlayStation gamer, if you're any kind of gamer, that tweet resonates with you and that's how that's how like the most viral tweets are the ones that you relate to and that tweet relates to a lot of people now the last of us stuff only relates to people who are into the last of us and yeah there's a lot of them but it's not like pc gamers can't get on get in on that action and switch gamers can't get in on that action and xbox gamers can't get on get in on that action so like Man, even like you, hey, your mic is muted. That even resonates with people who are working from home right now, who like, <laughs> who are doing their meetings over Skype or Slack or Microsoft Teams. Like, that tweet was just a really good tweet, and it identifies with everyone. That's why that tweet got more hit, more interest. It's nothing, nothing to do with Last of Us not being compelling. That's just how social media works. In my in my opinion, Last of Us is fucking is really compelling i watched like i started to watch the state of play for it and um i turned it off after a couple minutes because i was just like i'm gonna be playing this game in two weeks three weeks i i don't need to see any more of this yeah i didn't i haven't watched it at all because like i don't have that's like one game that i don't have to cover because we don't cover playstation it's like well i know i'm gonna play it and i saw i saw one gif of it with Ellie stabbing someone. Yeah. And I was Ab- just like, Ellie stabbing a, a girl who was using a Vita, <laughs> PlayStation yeah. Vita in 2020. Yeah. That, that was, that was all I needed. That was all I needed to know that I was going to play it. I don't need to say anything else because, you know, I want to be, I want to go in as blind as possible. I went into the original last of us completely blind and it blew my mind. So that's, that's kind of what I want to see from Halo infinite. Just a developer, 
like Chris Lee, you know, talking over 10 minutes of Halo Infinite single player and campaign. That's what I want. Like showcasing the game. This is what it does. These are maybe some of the improvements on Series X. Like, you know, that's that's what I want to see. And granted, like, I, I like you can probably do that closer to get to launch. You don't necessarily have to do it right now. Or you don't, you know what I mean? Like, but like when August or September comes, like I, I kind of wish Xbox would do more of, hey, we have a game coming out. Here's a dedicated stream for that game to tell you all about, you know, maybe obviously, you know, Minecraft Dungeons wouldn't be a good example because there's really not much to explain to that. But like, make it seem like your games are hype worthy well, to do here's the thing. individual like- things for them. You know, like, hey, Halo's coming out. Here's a dedicated 25 minute Halo stream where you go over everything. Oh, oh, like Gears 5's coming out. Here's this whole thing about it or Fable's about to come out. You know what I mean? Like that sort of level of presentation right before it comes out. That's I would love if like Xbox did that for all their games. They um they actually did Minecraft uh, Dungeons developer diaries that were really well done on the 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 Minecraft YouTube channel. And I have no idea why Microsoft didn't push them more because they they were really good. And they're honestly some of the best like developer diary style videos they've done. And it's kind of like, well, why didn't they do that for Gears 5? Why didn't they do that for like, you know, a bunch of other games? And maybe they did and I just didn't see it. But someone, um, uh, someone, I think it might have been you even, told me about that Halo used to do these vid doc series. Yeah, Bungie used to do vid docs. Yep, 100%. Like, why don't they... Why don't they do something like that? Would they? What would they like? They tell, were great. Tell, they tell would. Us. They would go. I mean, it's been a long, long time since I've watched a Halo vid doc, but they would go over everything about the game. You know, aspects of like maybe the recording of the audio or, or the music or the multiplayer changes, uh, or like mm-hmm. the DLC that was about to come out and explaining. Uh, you know, their thought process and what you could expect. Like Bungie was pretty good with those vid docs. And I remember being really excited back, back then when they would release those videos. I mean, granted like YouTube was in his infancy and all those different things and social media really didn't exist, you know, like as it does right now. But, um, I, I just kind of feel like, um, like I think Xbox could present their games in a better in a better manner and like maybe like showcase them in a to make it seem like they're they're huge like experiences and doing stream not not saying everyone needs to be a twenty minute thing but like hey we're gonna do on the official Xbox channel you know we have um you know Forza Horizon five coming out and we're gonna give a ten minute overview for it you know, a month or two before launch. And you do that for all the games. And it's like, that's what you do. I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily have to do that during like an E3 uh, July event thing, but you can do it individually for each one of the games. That's just my opinion. You don't have to agree with me or not. That's just, I just, that's what I would like to see. Maybe other people don't. I know a lot of people do like the quick cut gameplay trailers. Those don't really, um, do much for me, but uh, gotta give a shout out to Victor. He says maybe Xbox should tout the CryEngine for June. Um, I don't think they're gonna CryEngine. That's that's owned by Crytek. I don't think they're gonna do anything with that. And Dirk Griggity, 
uh, says, says, Xbox is going after Sony this time. Do you think, do you guys think that it will help make Xbox show better or is Xbox show already set? Great show, guys. Um, thanks, thanks, Dirt. Uh, I think a lot of what Xbox is showing is set. I think they're already doing reviews of the show and the content that is supposed to be there. Remember, if you recall, in the beginning of April, uh, when nobody had said anything about these events, and I came out and said, I know there's an event in May, and it's the first week of May, and I know there's an event in June. And then eventually, I was also be like, nah, the event in June is pretty much July now, right? Uh, so this event that was in July is now, was supposed to be in June. So the content, or at least the, the people that were supposed to be there has kind of already been planned and they're just reviewing content, making sure everybody can get there. Maybe some things that, you know, couldn't be in the May thing are now in this other one. But I mean, these things, remember E3 was supposed to happen this year. You know, obviously, uh, the world changed. But I would imagine most of the things Xbox were planning with their partners and their first party that they were going to showcase at E3 was just basically shifted into a digital format to do for the June show, which came became the July show. Now, what can Xbox change or learn? That's interesting because Sony's show is next week, which we're about to talk about in a minute here. So Microsoft does have over a month to maybe, you know, change some things you know if they feel like sony didn't push far enough on this that they they could then push even more heavily on something you know like you already see microsoft really pushing strong about backwards compatibility dirt right and i think it's partially because they know what the back compat program is going to be like on playstation in the beginning so that's why you kind of see microsoft going heavy with it right now and which is why you see PlayStation going heavy into the whole scenario of we got exclusives because they know Xbox doesn't have any uh, Series X exclusives, you know, you know, for the most part from first party. Um, but I think I, I think a lot of the content is set. It's just people are you know it's just being kind of talked over and what's the best thing to show and how long each things can be and who talks or if you if you even talk and. How long is it going to be? Like stuff like that. How do you market this and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. You agree, Jazz? Disagree? No, nope. <clears throat> I agree with you. Yeah. So a lot um, of it, a lot of it's going to be set in stone in regards to like videos and stuff like that. But I think that could tweak the tweak some things, maybe bring some things forward. Like you know, I like they basically announced. The Elder Scrolls Six, with just sort of like, yeah, we're working on it, but don't expect it anytime soon, just to shut people up. Like, I wouldn't mind if they did something like that for some games that are further afield, just to keep people interested. I don't know why Microsoft like doesn't really do that sort of stuff. I would hope that each studio gets at least some time at the July event, um, and it's a lot of studios to cover in like an hour, I guess, but. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how long it's going to be. And we already know Sony's planning on doing multiple events, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting next couple of months. But uh, hey, if you guys are enjoying the show, I know we got almost like 900 here on Friday on uh, May 29th. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, share this out, uh, subscribe, all that stuff. 
And uh, Xbot in the chat says, Rand, I think PlayStation 5 is going to have a second-party launch lineup. I don't think Sony's first party are ready. Well, I mean, dude, I don't think you got long to wait, Xbot. I think we'll find out uh, next week. I th- I do think they'll have first-party games ready. I mean, they may not be on the scale of Horizon Zero Dawn, but I think they'll have stuff there. Uh, JD Gamer says, which event will have the higher produced quality, higher production quality, Sony's June event or Microsoft July event? And what are we really supposed to get out of the Microsoft June event? Well, for the June event, I mean, all we really know is Jeff Grubb saying that it's focused on Series X about the hardware. We don't really know what. We don't know if Lockhart will be there. So I haven't heard anything about it. Jess says he hasn't heard anything about it. The people I talk to don't really know anything about it. So I, I don't know. I Maybe I'll eventually find out, but um, I haven't heard much about it. So I have no idea what's going to be there. Production quality? I would not be surprised if Sony's event next week is high production. Um, yeah. the, I, I think they, one of the things they maybe took away from the Cerny presentation was how it looked and how it came across. Um, and I think they want to change that. And I also, obviously there's a lot of feedback on Microsoft's inside Xbox with the, uh, well, not so good mics and the horrible webcams uh, and I think some people, I think Sony kind of wants PlayStation to be regarded as super professional. So I think it'll be a well-produced show. Now, the July event, I don't know. I, I, I hope it's nothing like the May event. I hope it's a much more well-produced, like, segment. Or, or But I, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Jez? Sorry, can you repeat that last bit? The production quality of Sony's June event or Microsoft's July event, which will be better? Well, um, we talked a bit about this before the show. Um, (laughs) I think, like, I think what Microsoft were going for is, like, they try, I think they, they tried to, like, almost comfort people to be like, yeah, we're all in this together. Cause it was like the virus stuff was in full swing and like pretty much everyone was doing this, you know, work for most of them still are like the virus, the virus hasn't magically disappeared. Although like the, the curve has flattened in a lot of countries as in Britain and basically totally flat in Germany. Um, people are still socially distancing and not going to work and stuff like that. People have still lost their jobs and it's still like a bit of a shitty time. So I think like they kind of wanted to show that, rolling this together and stuff like that but i think at the same time it would have been nicer to have like a bit of normalcy and be like oh things are still kind of normal with the high production value shows stuff like that which i get isn't possible in this current event but i don't think it kind of landed the way they wanted it to um but the thing is microsoft surely can afford to get equipment Uh, i don't think my Basically, long story short, I don't think Sony's going to be doing the webcam thing. No. They like it they, Sony's kind of like Apple in that regard as they're very very controlling of the the way their hardware is perceived and like that's what they do because they're a hardware company, you know. Whereas X, Microsoft and Xbox is a little bit more a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say rough around the edges, but it's almost run like a startup in, in, in a few ways, I guess. Um, 
And I think that comes down to the fact that it's not as critical to Microsoft to to be so controlling over where things are perceived, because ultimately they've got infinite money. <laughs> oh well, not infinite money, but you know what I mean. It's not as it's not as crucial to them that everything be polished and super controlled all the time and and stuff like that. And I've noticed like the Xbox socials in general have gotten a lot edgier lately, a lot more risky, a lot less corporate sounding without without going full blown hello fellow kids either. Like it's like the socials have actually been pretty good lately. And uh, I think I think that's I think that's something to do with Stein getting a job at Xbox Socials. It maybe. might have to be. Might do, yeah. Game Genie Prime says less talk show games. Just spill your vault of knowledge. So he wants you to tell tell everyone your know. vault of knowledge. I um, don't know anything right now. I'm so, afraid. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about the PlayStation Five event. It's on June fourth. Uh, there were talks that it was on June third. Obviously, dates shift around uh, because of what's happening. Um, the you know the, the as I mentioned before, like the Xbox May event was like May fifth, and it was May sixth, and it ended up being May seventh. Things move around. The June event became the July event. It's just how things are uh, right now. But uh, it's June fourth, so less than a week. Thursday next week. It's at 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you know, PlayStation is saying like, hey, this is the future of gaming. You already see some developers uh, coming out there and be like, uh, who's the developer from Bluepoint? Because uh, I see a lot of people retweeting him. And uh, what did he say? I'm going to see if I can find his tweet. It was basically, um, I'm so excited for the future. It's time to push forward and leave our old gaming limitations behind us. Which goes into, you know, what Jim Ryan said about like, you know, wanting giving PlayStation fans or PlayStation Five fans, you know, something like basically saying that like, a we're gonna have exclusives and PlayStation's gonna have a ton of exclusives that you can only play on PlayStation Five. It's just a fact. Um, they have different strategies, Xbox and 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 PlayStation, and you know, one of them. Not gonna say both can be right. You know, one can be right, one can be wrong. It's like both can also be right at the same time. But what do you think? What are you expecting to see from this event, Jazz? They say it's about an hour. Do you expect to see the console? Do you expect to see the price? Do you expect to see the release date? What games do you think will be there? Give give me your list, and I'll tell you what I'm what I'm expecting from the show. I'll be honest. Like I'm, when it comes to like talking about Microsoft and stuff, I kind of have a better handle on like what they're going to do because I follow them for my job. Right. But when it comes to Sony, it's, it's a lot more sort of like guesswork because I don't, I don't really follow Sony that closely. I don't have to for work. And as such, uh, you know, I don't know what their, their typical patterns of behavior is, but I do expect one thing that as a sort of casual onlooker of, you know, Sony, like I do have a PlayStation and I'm looking forward to last of us and stuff. I still want to play God of war. I still have not got around to that, but, I kind of expect a more polished show because that's what Sony's that's what Sony do, right? And also I'm expecting like I'm expecting them to go big in a way that Microsoft just didn't with the June show. Mm. Um but I'm for the details, I want to defer to you because I don't really watch their stuff, to be honest. Yeah. So what do you what right. do you think? Right? So what do I think? I don't think we'll get price. I think Sony's gonna hold on for price for a long time and even today, Jim Ryan was kind of hinting that the price is going to be a little bit more expensive than people think. I know there's, I know my 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 buddy 
my pal, my friend Dealer Gaming has been on the 399 train for quite some time, but he's going to be wrong. And I keep on telling him that you're going to be wrong, Dealer. That PlayStation 5, in my opinion, I think is going to be 499. Uh, he talked about how the va- the value of the PlayStation 5 doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the cheapest or the lowest price point. Uh, I think the PlayStation 5 is going to be 500, but I think Microsoft and Sony are both having a who blinks first contest. Because I, I, I think they kind of don't want to be the first one to say four ninety nine. They want the other one to say it. And uh or maybe maybe they can come in sneakily, like Microsoft says four ninety nine and oops, Sony comes in with three ninety nine. You know, like so, so like I think that's a that's not gonna happen. Now for the box, I think I'm not sure we'll see it at this event. But I do think we'll see it separately, maybe even like as early as Monday. I would not be surprised if they kind of start building the hype for next week and then like Monday or Tuesday they show the box. Uh, one of the, the uh, Bloomberg reporters is saying like it's about to enter full production and Sony's worried, really worried about leaks. So I think they want to control that because they were worried about the dual sh- the dual sense controller leaking, which is why they put together and sent that out to everybody and been like, here's what the controller looks like. So I think we'll see the box pretty soon. It may not be at the show, but maybe it's like a separate thing. I think this show will be mostly, and I don't even know about release date. I think I think you might get the release date. I mean, they already confirmed that they're. Uh, I'm, I'm planned for a global launch in the holiday. I don't know if they mentioned November. Maybe they did, but I'm I'm pretty positive the system's supposed to be coming out in September or November. Um, as for games, I know Xbox mentioned a second party thing, and they're going to have a bunch of second party. Like they have bought a bunch of exclusives, but I think the big showcase game is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn two, and oh. I think that game is going to melt people's eyes eyeballs. Um, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn One was already a great-looking game. I think that game is going to look stunning, and but it, I, I don't think that game's a launch title. I think Horizon Zero Dawn Two is early next year, like say March twenty twenty-one, right? I, yeah. I think you see the new Demon Souls, the remake by Blue Point. I mean, obviously he, re, the the guy who is I think the CEO of Blue Point or whatever. He's already retweeted that. Their game's going to be there. Uh, it's been long rumored to be a Demon Souls remake. I think that's 100% true. That game's going to be there. Uh, it'll be a PS5 exclusive, just like Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Uh, I think Insomniac... The original Demon Souls was exclusive, right? Well, Demon, yeah, Demon Souls is an IP that is owned by Sony, right? Um, I think Insomniac will be there, but I don't think they're going to show off Spider-Man yet. I mean, they have a bunch of events that they're planning, and I don't think they necessarily need to announce Horizon and and Spider-Man and God of War, and you know all this other stuff at the same show. Like, when that season some resistance? But Insomniac, they t- I had this conversation with Colt on RDX on Tuesday, because because uh, Insomniac tweeted a, a a picture of Sunset Overdrive. And there's like, oh, they're going to do a Sunset Overdrive 2. But I was like, no, man, like, Insomniac just kind of is proud of all their work, so they always kind of do this because they've tweeted screenshots of Resistance. They've tweeted screenshots of Sunset Overdrive. They've tweeted screenshots of Fuse recently. Fuse ain't coming back. 
You know what I'm saying? So, what I think, Insomniac's going to be there, but they're not going to show Spider-Man 2. I know a lot of people want Spider-Man 2, but I think they're, I think, I think they're going to have a, a new Ratchet and Clank that's available at launch. So, like, that'll be a first-party game that will be there for launch. I think Ratchet and Clank 1, or the last Ratchet and Clank, was came out in 2016. This will be four years, so... I'm 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 expecting a Ratchet and Clank game to be at launch. Uh, Demon Souls will be at launch, like I said. Horizon Zero Dawn two will be you know next year, early March. Um, I expect a new Silent Hill game uh, to be shown off. Like I'm, I think that game's real. I think uh, I I think it'll it'll be be at this event, but I don't think it's going to be coming out anytime soon. I think it'll be exclusive. Yes, it's yeah. I think it's exclusive. Rip. Um, I think I think Sony and Konami came to a, an agreement. I think Silent Hill will be there. Um, I think Gran Turismo Seven will be there as well because I think Gran Turismo Seven is going to be launch window, if not a launch game. So that'll be another first party game for Sony that will be there. What do you think? Just to interrupt, do you think that's why Microsoft invested in so much horror for the Xbox Series X because they knew Silent Hill was going to be exclusive? Because it's it was so it was so weird to me that Microsoft put like horror games on their stage that were exclusive. Because Mark Microsoft is not known for horror game. No, they aren't. And Emperor Zergi says, "You think Splinter Cell will be there?" Nope. Unfortunately, I don't think Splinter Cell is going to be there. Or never. Wow. I, still, I still want there to be a Splinter Cell mobile game with free to play, pay to win elements, <laughs> just for you. just for me. Just for me. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Jez. No, I don't think Splinter Cell is going to be there. If it does come back, it'll be in a different way. And P. Diddy wants to know, Rand, would you be hyped for an ODST Battle Royale? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely, I would be hyped for ODST game. Um, what other Did games you see our um, Splinter Cell leak recently? <laughs> what about a Splinter Cell leak? Um, we found, like, Windows Central, my colleague Matt, found data mined um a splinter cell opera what's his name i can't remember his name the dude from splinter cell that you like so much he's going to be Sam in rainbow Fisher. six siege i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that um what, what else do i that? think is going to play be? rainbow six siege now without uh, so there'll be also be third party games there obviously probably godfall again because that's going to be a launch game um if yeah. i had to guess uh house mark's new game that they've talked about i'm they haven't announced who it's with. I think it's with Sony. I think their game will be there. Whatever their game is. Uh, they made, um, Housemark made, uh, Next Machina. And they made Rezogun last gen. Did they, I think maybe they also made Hell Helldivers too. Uh, oh. Did yes. that make Helldivers? Um, uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe think, someone in chat. No, I don't think that made Helldivers. Well, I know they made, made Rezogun and they made, um, they made, uh, Next Machina. Um, I'm I, I, like I would not be surprised if their game is at that show. Um, okay. What else? Uh, like Resident Evil Eight, I could see being there. Street Fighter Six, I could see being there. Um, and I I do I do think I do think there's a possibility Resident uh, Street Fighter Six is exclusive to PlayStation Five again, just Oof. like what Street Fighter Five was, but. Um, I don't know. Like I, I always keep on hearing that's that PlayStation is spending a ton of money getting exclusives 
a lot of third party stuff, you know. So uh, I just don't think Sony's going to blow their entire first party. Like, I don't think you'll see God of War. I don't think you'll see anything from Naughty Dog. I don't think you'll see Spider Man. I don't think you'll see the other game that Gorilla's working on. I don't think you'll see the game that San Diego, the the uh, the new San Diego Studios working on. Although I, maybe maybe you will. Maybe that game's closer to coming out. Um, because there's supposed to be other events. Uh, Portal Player says Ape Escape. I don't. I don't. Is, do, do people still care about Ape Escape? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think for most people, if they show a good slate of exclusives that look good, and then you end it off with Horizon Zero Dawn two. I think most people will probably be like, that was a fire show. Uh, and it's supposed to be more focused on gameplay. Cause that's one of the things they also kind of took away from the Xbox thing was the whole gameplay. So you know, Jeff Grubb and Jason said that there were supposed to be more games at the show, but they kind of nixed the ones that were like, just kind of re- trailers. Like, trailers are just like not running on the hardware of the PlayStation and, you know, kind of booted them from the show. I think the sh- I I mean I think the show is going to be good just like I think like the July show for Xbox is going to be good. Like and I do find it funny that Sony left E3 only to be kind of putting on a show almost exactly when E3 would be coming around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's it's kind of funny that like this is the first year in a while that I haven't gone to LA for E3. And usually what happens is you get like this this two weeks of insane work and all this news in the space of like two or three weeks. But because there's no E3, lots of PR companies are like spreading out their announcements across the whole month. And it's like, it's, it feels like even more work than the E3 itself. So I don't know, but it's fun because there's going to be loads of things to talk about, loads of news and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like if, if the new call of duty is there, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is supposedly the name. I uh, would not be shocked because if they have that marketing deal, Sony wants to really kind of like kind of associate Call of Duty with PlayStation. Just kind of like how Microsoft wants to associate Assassin's Creed with Xbox. Same thing for that. So I would not be absolutely shocked to see Call of Duty there. But then again, like Call of, I mean, Activision could do their own thing for Call of Duty, so it's uh, it's up in the air with a lot of that stuff. I mean, it's an hour long show, so you know how many games does that really point to? You know, uh, Portal Player asked, "Do you think we'll see Alan Wake two at the show?" God, that would be an upset, wouldn't well, it? Well, you see, Remedy's publishing their next, or Remedy's next game is being published by Epic, so. I guess it's possible that could happen, but part of me thinks like Epic will just save any announcements that they have for their own stuff. Like why bother giving it to Sony or Microsoft? Unless of course Sony or Microsoft are paying for the marketing on that game. Right. So I expect big things from this show. I also expect things, big things from Xbox's July show. And you can look at this being like, okay, Mike, because I guarantee you everybody at Microsoft is going to be watching this show, seeing what the reactions are, positive, negative, and then they're going to, you know, strategize, 
look over what their content review is for July thing, you know, like if something that really landed well at this one, then you kind of like push more, you know, with it in your own show, if people hated something that Sony did and you were planning on doing something similar, maybe you cut it. Uh, there's plenty of time to actually kind of make changes like small changes like that. Um, so it's, 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 it's it's going to be fun because there's not only the PlayStation event, but there's also that indie event, like the Gorilla Initiative. Uh, yeah. They got a whole bunch of stuff like Xbox, and then Xbox supposedly has an event the following week. We already see Aaron Greenberg trading blows with Jim Ryan on Twitter. Like, I can only imagine how much more heated the stuff's going to bet get. I mean, you already see like fanboys from both sides like start getting really, really going at each other about stuff over like marketing stuff. Nonetheless, like look, you got to market your console, right? And you, you, you play up your strengths. I always say all the time, play up your strengths, downplay your weaknesses. What's Sony's strength. It's their games, right? It's, it's, it's the fact that in, in, in Sony's eyes, they're going to have PS five exclusives. So you have to hammer that. And the fact that your competition isn't going to do that, they view that as a strength. Hello? Rand? Oh, we've lost Rand. We have lost Rand, guys. So I'm all by myself right now. I don't know where Rand's gone. I think he might have answered a phone call or something like that. Oh, dear. I hate when Rand leaves me like this because I'm really not good at... I'm going off the cuff like Oh god. Well it's it's midnight here, guys. So let's give me some questions. I pulled up the chat. Give me some questions and we'll answer them while we wait for Rand to get back. Because I have no idea where he's gone. He's muted his mic. Jersey's shaking. Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> it's now the Jazz show. Oh Rand. Maybe Rand doesn't realize his mic's muted. No, sorry Rand, about that. You... Sorry about that. Oh, okay, um, you're back. Thank you. Yeah. So, oh, thank God. What was I saying? Where, where did you go? Uh, uh, somebody knocked at the door. I had to go see who it was real fast. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the problem with doing this stuff live, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Kendrick Starr says, do you think the, the in-engine Hellblade 2 trailer is representative of Xbox Series X graphics? I mean, maybe. Um, damn, I even forgot what I was what I was talking about. But um, uh, so did I because I was just uh, dealing with a little leak. You're, you're pan- you got it. You got it. You got to go off the cuff. You got to be able to do this stuff for, uh, you know, like I, you know, like I, I don't know. Maybe, job, it's, I I'm, know, I'm it's, 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 it's my, you're the it's what are they called? You're the you're the color color commentator, and I'm yeah. the 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 analytical person oh i was i was saying i was saying the marketing thing about how you need to play to your strengths and downplay your weaknesses and 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 i think it's smart of sony to play up the fact that they're gonna have exclusives and they do that really well like sony's really good at that type of marketing right and so they're saying hey we got exclusives we believe in generations we believe in this we believe in that and it works well because of their competition is not doing that so you would expect PlayStation, like, look at what Sony has been hyping up, the SSD, because the SSD is better 
than Xbox Series X's SSD. So they play up that strength and they downplay their weaknesses. What's their weakness? The variable CPU and the GPU, which are the Xbox's strength, coincidentally. I mean, guys, it's it's basic marketing 101, and I'm not even somebody who's taken many marketing classes, even though I have. It's like, it's it's right there for everybody to see. Like, Xbox... I do think it's funny how, like, the PC PC Master Race subreddit, like, for for a whole week, they were just, like, mocking the PlayStation 5 SSD and being like, Sony's convinced their fans that SSD is now a GPU and stuff like that. And Ethan Rice yeah. says, will there be ever be a remastered version of Knights of the Republic? That would be pretty cool. Oh, that would be uh, amazing. But yeah, um, yeah, it's all right there. Like, like I said, like Xbox is hyping up back and pat because they know that's a huge feature for them and, and all the things that that can do and the no boost clock versus Sony's like solution and all that stuff. It's all, it's all just marketing. It's all just marketing. Um, hold on one second, Hold on. Take a, take a question, Jess. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I just want to loop back to that that dude's question. I can't remember who said it about Knights of the Old Republic. So I actually talked to someone about this recently. Like, how cool would it be if Respawn Entertainment were working on, like, a Knights of the Old Republic remaster with a modern engine and, and stuff like that? But basically, like, the same game, but with updated everything, with, like, the same story with better voice acting and, and all that sort of stuff. I'd be down for that. I think they'd make a lot of money if they did do that. But I don't know. When's the last time EA really made us happy? I can't really remember the last time that happened. But I did see Bioware teasing some stuff on their Twitter earlier. Or they were just linking like Mass Effect music and stuff. They talk about Mass Effect a lot recently. But bear with me, guys, because I gonna pull up the chat again because my stupid browser is frozen which is you know these these are the joys right of doing a live podcast like a lot of podcasts i've been on they do like they do a recording like offline and then they edit all the the bits out they don't want to say they edit out all the the pauses and silences we can't do that because we're 100 live and (laughs) there's lots of there's lots of uh, things going down at the same time. So yeah, okay, the chat's back. Jez, do you think we're going to see an Xcode integration into the UI for demos and Mixer? I do think we're going to see that. And actually, I think there was a build. One of the builds on the Alpha Ring on the Xbox actually hinted that there was going to be like some kind of Xcloud feature where you could stream the game before you've installed it via Xcloud. So like next gen's all about speed right it's all about getting to your games faster accessibility it's all about the ssd loading speeds but even before you've installed the game or downloaded it theoretically you should be able to play it via xcloud which is pretty cool jez you should always be looking at chat you are your worshippers that i do generally but the problem is i can't read and think at the same time so if i start reading stuff like sometimes you'll hear me you'll you'll hear me ask Rand to repeat something. That's usually because someone from my company has sent me a message saying, Jez, can you do this or something? And then I reply to them. And then when I'm reading that, I can't listen to what Rand's saying. Mm. Like I'm no good at multitasking. Mm. So uh, and Rand's back again. Where the hell you go that time? People it's- are saying that you keep needing the bathroom and stuff. No, 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 no. No no bathroom. <laughs> 
If it was bathroom, no it would be longer than that. But uh, yes. Well, so <laughs> what, what were you talking about? I know it's getting a little bit late. Do you okay. wanna you wanna just take uh, questions and and thank everybody for being here? Like, uh, I figured that'd I'll be the that'd be the last the last topic. So did we talk about Crucible? We'll we'll talk about Crucible now. But we'll, we'll be like, hey, if you guys got questions, make sure you start preparing them, typing them in chat. Uh, we thank you for being, you know, coming out for the show today. Sorry we missed last week. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's listening to this later on SoundCloud or iTunes. If you enjoyed the podcast, hit the like and subscribe button. Follow me and Jez on Twitter. You know, tell your friends drill. about it. Yeah, tell 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 your friends about it. Um, we think it's a pretty good show, but eh, you know, we might be a little bit biased. Should we start, should we start selling mugs and t-shirts? I mean, if you want to. Would um, you buy a t-shirt with Rand's face on it, guys? No, no nobody should ever do that. Uh, <laughs> so, Amazon's Crucible, Jazz, uh, go. Oh, go. Tell me. Amazon's tell me. Crucible seems to have been a massive flop. Like, I honestly, like, some, some people in my company were like, Jez, are we preparing Crucible content? And I was like, what the hell is Crucible? You know, and then, you know, I got some emails and they were like, Crucible is this upcoming Overwatch sort of star game. Like, that's that's basically what I took away from it, that it was like this Overwatch star game. And I was just like, oh, man, I got too much on with Minecraft Dungeons and stuff like that. So I just kind of ignored it. But it looks like not only did I ignore it, but it looks like everyone basically ignored it. And I saw, like, loads of ads for it on Instagram and Twitter, like this Overwatch hero shooter sort of thing similar to overwatch i don't actually know what it does differently to overwatch but um i saw an article from kotaku the other day basically saying um oh dear uh it's the next battle ball <laughs> and um indeed if you look at the steam stats it had like eight thousand concurrent players and dwindling and uh, yeah, it's not looking good for them. Turns out, Rand, that you can't just throw money at the gaming industry. You actually have to, you know, uh, it's not it's not as easy as they might think. Apparently, Rand, mm-hmm. this game had several hundred million dollar budget, yeah. had a four year development time, and two hundred fifty developers on it, many of whom were poached from Microsoft too, Ooh. because because they you know the game was developed in Seattle. So Amazon was poaching Microsoft developers to make this game and uh yeah it looks like it's been a total fail i mean i'm not surprised you know so it's it's funny how the well amazon hasn't started up their cloud streaming yet right and it's interesting uh i see sub zx in the chat who is a big proponent of cloud streaming we were talking about this in my party last night, and a lot of the people believe that uh, cloud streaming is never going to go anywhere, and that it's mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like that false idol that these companies think just because music streaming and movie streaming took off, that game streaming will do the same, and that you look at uh, companies like Google and Amazon and how like Google Stadia is a joke. And that Amazon's, you know, new game is failing. But I was like, well, I can't really judge Amazon's streaming service yet when it don't, doesn't exist and all this stuff. And then, you know, there are things there are things that you're not seeing when people say that streaming is going to fail and stuff. There are things that you're not realizing here. It, the thing is, right? For example, I've been playing with the Razer Kishi controller this week, which is kind of like it's another one of those clips for your phone and stuff like that. And um. It's like it's USB-C rather than Bluetooth. And I did not realize how much 
latency Bluetooth really introduces into the overall experience. Like when you play the Razer Kishi that's connected via USB-C, it like I was playing Minecraft Dungeons streaming from my computer. It felt almost native. And yeah, there was artifacting still and stuff like that from the from the stream. But like the controls, it felt almost native. So like I think there's like there's hardware limitations that still need to be overcome before it really takes off because at the same time, I don't even really want to use my phone for streaming. Because if, if I'm streaming a game, then I can't answer a text, which is really annoying, especially if I'm like using a Razer Kishi or something like that. But there are markets where people actively play on their phones, and that's, on, that's Asia. But, you know, so like Microsoft already said that they saw more usage out of South, their South Korean testers than their Western testers. And um, I think I actually heard that Germany's weirdly... The German testers are weirdly engaged with it as well. But beyond that, Rand, there is something Microsoft can do beyond xCloud with the xCloud streaming platform. And I was actually just talking about this with people while you were on the toilet or whatever you were doing. Uh, <laughs> but um, they, can use X, they can use xCloud to let you play a game before you've installed it. So like in, when you're waiting to download a game, instead of like waiting to download the whole game, you can start playing it straight away by Xbox. That's one benefit. Another benefit is they will be able to sell, for example, they'll be able to sell Minecraft Dungeons on the Google Play Store as a standalone game that doesn't actually run on Android. It just, all it does is like, instantly give you access to the game via xCloud so like when you buy the game when you buy the game on the google play store you're not actually buying you're not actually buying like the download onto your phone you're just buying access to it via xCloud and stuff like that it doesn't necessarily have to be via the streaming program and stuff like that so like when xCloud becomes like a fully functional platform it's not going to be like netflix it's going to be like it's going to have all these other benefits, like letting you play games before you installed them, letting you like buy buy games that look better on a phone because they're streaming from the cloud rather than using the phone's local hardware and stuff like that. So I think like there's a lot of things that people aren't seeing here with regards to this, and um, I don't think it necessarily has XCloud and Stadia aren't the full story here. There are like features they can use the streaming for and stuff like that. And um, but uh, to answer someone's question in chat, yes, I am currently reviewing the Razer Kishi controller um, for Windows Central, and that'll be live. Actually, no, I'm not reviewing it, but I am writing about it, and that'll be live like in the next few weeks or so. Yeah, Victor says, "Hey, the the UE5 engine demo looked like a looked like a recourse spin." Uh, Binyabik says, "Did you see Bill Stillwell on Twitter taking apart Sony?" PlayStation PR narrative that they want their devs to concentrate on next-gen and not be held back. I mean, yeah, he pretty much said exactly what uh, I've been saying, that it's all just a marketing thing. Like, I I don't know how people don't clearly see, like, a a marketing thing when it's in their face. Like, and it's not just a PlayStation thing, Xbox thing as well. Like, it's all, I mean, they're marketing their new consoles like I mentioned, I don't know how many times I've said this on many podcasts. Play up, to, play up, play your strengths, downplay your weaknesses. Um, but yeah, let me let me bring up Bill's uh, Bill's tweets and see if he still has them up here. Um, which I maybe he deleted them. Uh, I don't know. I did see him earlier. 
Um, I think he deleted them though. Rip. Um, but I did see him originally. Uh, yeah, no, it's still up. So, uh, someone asked like, what strategy you think is better? Your opinion, nobody left behind or Sony's approach, obviously Xbox's approach or Sony's and <laughs> Lord Cognito of the Iron Lords podcast. Good buddy of mine. He said that honestly, it's a tough one for him. I'm truly torn as a techie. I want the latest, newest, hottest graphical showcases on my new console uh, and in quotes PS five. But as a consumer, I want my games to go forward. Free 99, right? Like free with me. Well, that's, that's the whole marketing. Dis- that's the whole marketing dissonance. You can have both. Well, you man, can have both. Well, hold on. So and we're going to get to are. Bill's comment though. With me and smart delivery upgrades for the Xbox Series X, I can't knock anyone who wants either side. So Bill said, so I tend to stay out of the console debates, but heck, I'm not on the team. That is a false choice. At no point in our journey towards compatibility did the concept of limited future development intrude on the ability of a developer to take advantage of the latest tech. In fact, the blockers on compatibility are more biz-legal. Yes, some custom work was sometimes an issue, but there were workarounds. Now you could engineer a problem now you could engineer a problem into the system, but that was going to hold you back regardless. This is just not how the real world works. Developers have been writing code that can handle improvements in the CPU and GPU since forever. It is sort of the hallmark of the way software should get written. Maybe first party weirdness, but most titles are already written written for multilateral anyways, including PC. Consoles are the only systems that still try to push this narrative today. It's just marketing slash positioning and largely a red herring. Yeah, it's total marketing fluff. Like anyone who's dumb enough to buy the narrative that um, backwards compatibility holds the system back or a lower end system holds the system back, they're just dumb or they're not techie and they're not, they don't understand the reality of it. Like I've spoken to so many developers about this. Admittedly, mostly PC oriented developers who are used to coding multilateral games with like different resolutions and different hardware specifications, stuff like that. If it doesn't hold back PC development, it doesn't hold back Xbox development because it's the whole, it's the whole same sort of platform. So like, I am not familiar with any PlayStation devs. I'm not familiar with PlayStation development. Like I am with PC, like the same degree. So I don't, I can't comment on whether it would hold back a PlayStation but I know for a fact it doesn't hold back an Xbox. And anyone who says that it does either has an agenda or is just ignorant. Sorry to say. So that's what Bill had to say. JD Gamer says, what are the chances that Microsoft did a late cycle spec bump on the Series X or Lockhart like they did with Xbox One? And what Sega IP would you bring back? Um, I mean, it's always possible they boosted the clocks on the CPU a tad. Um. Well, I actually, like, we leaked the CPU clocks back in, was it November last year? And I think they were slightly different, like, by a decimal point or something, if I remember right. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but I think they were, like, slightly higher than what we'd originally leaked, even though, like, we got 12 teraflops. I think the CPU clocks we leaked were slightly lower, like, by a decimal point or something. But I can't remember off the top of my head, but those things are things that can be tweaked, I guess. Um, but it shouldn't have a huge impact, I don't think. Yeah, and uh, what else we got here? Um, what Sega IP would you bring back? I mean, I don't really have a fondness for a Sega IP. 
I mean, a lot, of people, a lot of people want Just Set Radio to come back. Um, what about Altered Beast, man? You never played Altered Beast? I mean, I played Altered Beast, but I mean, they did bring that back. Oh, Maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, Ethan Rise says, hey, question for you both. If you could be a character from any video game, which one would you be? <laughs> Jez, are you going to oh, be wow. a World of Warcraft character? I don't think so. I wouldn't want to live in that world, man. Like, world of Warcraft is constantly imperiled by dragons and zombies and all sorts of crazy stuff. I wouldn't want to live in that world. It's kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Who would I want to I- be? Jeez, that's such a that's such a a question to just come out of nowhere, and now I got to think about it. I like, really wouldn't need to think about that. Yeah, I want to be someone rich, you know, like somebody be like, I want to be Master Chief, but I'm like, man, being Master Chief would suck. You got the world yeah. on your, you're like, you got to save got- the world all the time, and you know, like, I don't know who yeah. who'd be a good uh, a good character to be. That's that's interesting. I'm gonna that's ask the so chat, so uh, who would you want to be? Uh, let us know in the chat. We'll read off some of the answers because, man, I'm just I just can't really think of one. Um, I'd I'd be Minecraft Steve, man, and just have a farm, you know, build a big wall and just you know, live away from the world, eat, farming my chickens and stuff. That'd be, be kind of peaceful. <laughs> Daz says he wants to be Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Maybe Why? He wants, maybe he wants to beat people up. I, I have no idea. That's mean. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Someone says uh, <laughs> QW Vampire Marcus or John. Doomslayer says he wants to be Doomslayer or Dracula. Uh, Drag One Gaming says I'll be Master Chief if Cortana was my woman. Thanero but says anyone, anyone, robot. anyone of the Saints from the Saints Row. Uh, Doomslayer Bat- says Batman. Hey, yeah, Batman. That'd be cool. Uh, Binu Bit says uh, Laura Croft. Um, yeah, yeah. Emperor Zergi says I bet Ran wants to be Banjo. You know it. Maybe someone from uh, Animal Crossing, right? Um, let's see what else. Oh god, that's who I'd be, man. I'd be a Pokemon trainer. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Having your Pokemon, becoming a Pokemon master. Uh, I wanted to be that since I was a little kid. Cinema Games asks, Hey, do you think Epic can market with Sony because they want Sony games exclusively on their store for PC? Uh, I mean, like I said, it's possible that you know Sony throws co-marketing money at Epic for like uh, Remedies games or whatever. But I mean, like I would say, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I might say that Epic has a vested interest in seeing Microsoft fail. But that at the same time, Epic makes millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe from Microsoft's use of the Unreal Engine, which they they use almost exclusively for some of their third-party games. Um, not third-party games for some of their like, for some of their games that don't have in-house engines, like you know the Halo engine and stuff like that. So um, I don't think that's a thing. But I don't know. I I feel like Tim Sweeney does like to take digs at Microsoft where he can, and I don't. I think like he's still got like some some people like of that era kind of have this sort of weird salt about Microsoft from the '90s still. I don't know if that's the case with him, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Uh, we have a question from Emperor Zerg. He says, do you think xCloud release date can be announced during the June event? Yes. Now, that is um, that is the kind of announcement that I would expect at the June event is because, you know, we sort of, that's sort of platform oriented, right? I would think. 
um, if the July's about games and then June's about hardware and platform stuff, we could hear more about xCloud and what their intentions are because honestly, there's still a lot of it shrouded in sort of mystery. We don't really know the pricing model. We know that it's going to be tied to Xbox Game Pass in some way, but it's like, is it going to be all the games on Xbox Game Pass? Is that like, was that part of the original agreement with the studios that joined Xbox Game Pass that their games would be on xCloud as well? Like, it's sort of, it's sort of confusing, right? And it's also kind of annoying how, I mean, I know that coronavirus has probably affected timelines on xCloud, especially xCloud actually, because a lot of those deals, because it relies on a lot of deals with other companies, which are which are also being stretched, and they're also working from home, and meetings are going out the window, and being able to make deals aren't as fluid. But um, it does feel weird that we haven't we haven't even had an extra game for XCloud for a while. Like every now and then, they used to announce like, oh, by the way, they just announced like five games the other day. Did they? Yeah, Ori um, in the World of Wisps. Um... They just, yeah, they they literally just announced like five games, Jazz. Where were you? Well, well, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I'm completely out of the loop because of uh, yeah. Crap. So they announced uh, Batman: Arkham Knight, Pillars of Eternity, Mortal Kombat 10, Lego Batman 3, and Ori: The Will of the Wisps. Five new, five great new games now available in Project X Cloud preview. Well, I hope someone on my team covered that because I completely that, missed. That was that was only two days ago, May 27th. Well, that's my punk gun out the window. Mm. but um we still but even still we don't know pricing we don't know the launch date we don't know like did the I- ios version get any more stuff no, like the ios, the iOS still, still just halo so that's just so weird to me like it doesn't feel like it's moving ahead very fast um hopefully that we can get some more like serious news about that because i don't know we haven't heard anything major about timelines for a while yeah and uh been Binyabix says, hey, what's up with the GTA 6 PS5 exclusive rumor? I mean, I don't know. There's always those dumb rumors that Sony bought exclusivity of GTA 6 for a month or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. That never really made too much sense to me. I don't I, I don't think... I don't think Rockstar or Take-Two would be interested in that. So... Think, no, they wouldn't. I think, they make they make ridiculous amounts of money on GTA. It's like one of the most sold games on Xbox. Why would they just? Sony would have to offset offset those costs, uh, offset the lost revenue to nail that down. So maybe like a month or something they can afford to buy. But why would they? That's just like that's that'd be so harsh. <laughs> Imagine if they did that. That'd be it, so like petty. To it, do. It'd be it'd be ridiculous. And it'd be so expensive. I, I mean, there's there's a talk that's not even coming to 2023. So who know who knows? But um, yeah, I think that's gonna be uh gonna be it, guys. Uh, we appreciate everybody who turned out for the show. Um, if you enjoyed it, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button so you can always be uh well aware of when the next podcast is. You can follow me and Jazz on Twitter. I don't tweet that much. Jazz tweets a lot. But uh, we do tweet out when the podcast is going live, usually Fridays. So next week we'll have a lot to talk about. We're going to have reactions to the PS5 event on Friday, um, which will be fun. There's a a World of Warcraft event next week too, Rand. Ooh, there's a World of Warcraft event. Maybe Xbox announces the hardware event for the following week of June next week sometime. That's got to happen at some point if they're really doing uh, a show at the second week of July or June or whatever. So, who knows what happened next week? Could be a lot of stuff. Should be a great show. And Showin in the Super Chat says, XCloud limitation on iOS is an Apple rule on betas. That is true. So, maybe 
Xbox and yeah. Apple or Microsoft and Apple are working behind closed doors. But uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a uh, great weekend and uh, keep it gaming, guys. And we'll see you here next week. Hugs. Ooh.